Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You're listening to a Countout Podcast. And welcome to Ring Post Radio, the only Sunday morning wrestling show on this side of the coast. That's right. We got you covered all the way from Boston down to Atlanta, uh, or else we'll take your ass to Duluth. I'm Ryan Knightsey. Uh, with me, as always, is Scotty Edwards. Scotty, how are you doing? I am doing just wonderful. Well, you know, actually, thinking back, on this week of wrestling, I don't know if I'm doing wonderful, if I'm doing bad. There's a lot of like feelings going through my head. Yeah. But personally, I'm doing pretty good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, no, this was a big mixed bag of a week in wrestling, I would say. You know, there was some good stuff, there was some bad stuff, there was some really bad stuff, and there were some things that were like bittersweet, I would say. Um, but yeah, we got uh, a lot to get to. So I don't say, I say we, we skip all the preamble. I'm not going to talk about my week. I'm not going to talk about me fixing my dishwasher and how manly I am. I'm not going to be talking about, uh, uh, how I went to the gym and I feel you're doing manly. It. You're doing, you're, you're doing it. You're already doing it. Like you're already, you're doing the ramble anyways. Am I? I can't tell. <laughs> Oh, well, I could because I was waiting for you to stop and it just kept going on and on. But yes, you do look swole. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank now you. you can be a little now you can be a little swole. Congrats. I'm a little swole. No, I'm that's Nicole Savoy. I'll be I'll be medium swole. I'll be meds. Mid, mid, you can mid, be mid swole. <laughs> Perfect. Ryan mid swole nightsy. Um yeah, we got a huge show today. We got a lot of stuff to get to, so let's get into it. Uh, we have, of course, we're going to be talking about, as you can probably see on the titles, we're going to be talking about New Japan's Battle in the Valley that's happening this Saturday. We're also going to be happening to the show, talking about the show that is going against it, AEW's Full Gear. I um, can't believe you just said it that fa- that way. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> AEW is going against New Japan. That's how it is. Yeah. Uh, Isn't the Battle in the Valley don't start till 11, though? Like uh, yes, but I mean it's full gear, so it's probably gonna be an hour. Through. Yeah, um, yeah, it might be like an hour, maybe two, probably just one, because full gear is on a Saturday. They might go long for whatever reason. Um, we're also gonna be talking about Stardom Kawasaki Super Wars review that show that we that we all saw, and also review New Japan's Power Struggle, uh, 
Um, and of course, the big topic today we're going to start off with is uh, WWE uh, had roster cuts for uh, 18 members of the roster. We're going to get to that. But of course, before we get to any of that, uh, us here at Ring Post Radio want to wish uh, good well wishes towards John Moxley and his family. Earlier this week on Wednesday, he uh, went to an inpatient alcoholic rehab center. Um, so, you know, you, you always love someone trying to going out of their own way to get better, to help themselves. Uh, so good on Moxley. We all of us here uh, at Ring Post obviously wish him good, uh, good things for him and hope he gets better. Yeah, big love to Mox. I think we all love Mox as a wrestler, but more importantly, uh, I think we really can appreciate what he's doing here for his family and himself. So, like you said, uh, sending all the love to him and Renee and all the others. They're moving to Ohio, I saw. Actually, yeah. they're moving back to Ohio, which is nice. Yeah, I, I, I that that's really. I feel like that's going to be good for him as well. <laughs> get out of las vegas and i mean living in las vegas is not probably very easy i can't imagine just so good for him good for them now we can talk about the other people that you know have other things to figure a lot of a lot of figuring out it was a sad day well it was a sad day for most it was a good day for like three people because on Thursday, after WWE's quarter three earnings call, where they announced $255.8 million uh, in revenue, in revenue, on track to get a quarter of a million. Uh, they also people that don't know, revenue is like money that you earn. Like, that's, a, that's plus. That's not minus. There's, no, that's plus. Mm-hmm. On track to be a billion-dollar company by the end of the year, they even adjusted their guidance for the next quarter by uh by bumping it up another fifteen million dollars. So they're expecting they're going to make even more money next quarter. But you know, I don't know what the reason that could be. All I know is that shortly after that conference call, WWE released uh I'm going to say nineteen people. They released eighteen wrestlers from Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, and then after the conference call that she was on, WWE released. Or got rid of, I don't know how it went down, or she left, uh, their own CFO, uh, Christian Salen, uh, who, of course, was on the conference call. She was the CFO. She's being replaced by uh, Riddick, uh, who was the interim CEO of the company um, uh, over the basically the pandemic period. So a lot of people, and this also comes after, I think, earlier in the week, they also got rid of like senior executive vice president of creative or something like they're they're starting they're getting rid of a lot of people behind the scenes as well and upper management so interesting developments behind the scenes for wb but we're more important we want to talk about of course are the 18 wrestlers that that got cut by wwe that are now back into the free agency pool have a lot of stuff to figure out we're going to talk about each of them the sort of the there's like news for all of them too, which I think is quite uh, fascinating. Um, but we'll talk about each of them and we'll talk about maybe potentially where we could see them. If we see them anywhere, um, if you know, who knows if anyone's going to continue wrestling, it's, you know, it's a tough market nowadays, Scotty. They are so lucky and they, as in WWE, not the real, not the wrestlers release mm-hmm. that live content is wanted at a premium nowadays because if you know not having a live show on your network for fifth for you know 
50 weeks out of the year wasn't such a big deal, they would not be able to do all this and just keep moving on. They would not. They would not be able to have the creative that they have on television. They wouldn't be able to release talented wrestlers because one man doesn't get it. They wouldn't be able to do all any of that. But at the end of the day, they are just a content-created company that happens to have professional wrestling. And if you sign with WWE, you know what you're getting into nowadays. Like, you, you – you know what you're getting into, and I feel terrible for the talents that were released. I do. But moving forward, you know, because a lot of them, they they were young or been there for a while now in these current releases. Moving forward, how do you sign with them and think anything but, yeah, you know what? I, I could be cut at any moment because no one, in that company is safe besides one man on the talent roster. And, you know, he's a tribal chief, so he has, he's the boss. Uh, so like, like, yeah, well, if WWE released Roman Reigns and he's going to go make even more money somewhere else, because I mean, like that's a legitimate star. Yeah. Uh, but it, seriously, they are in so much trouble if they didn't have, you know, these TV contracts just pumping money into them at all costs. They would be in so much trouble because Vince McMahon cannot make a star anymore. He can't. You could argue that if they weren't make, having these huge TV contracts, like they wouldn't be making the amount of cuts that they are. I mean, a lot of this, a lot, the, a lot of the cuts are obviously in due to the years and years of stockpiling people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's due to NXT losing in the television and wanting to rethink their entire PC agenda and what they're looking for in wrestlers. Um, but and now it's even more so that they had record year last year. And business side, you know, obviously you always want to be gro- showing to your investors that you're a growing company, that you're making every more even more money every single year. So you, as a business person, as Vince or Nick Khan specifically. You are trying to find ways to increase where you were last year. Um, And having live shows is helping that. Um, Selling merch at these live shows is helping that. You know, but also in a bad way for the wrestlers, cutting costs are a thing. And you talked about people, there have been people here that have been here for a while. There's also people that in this roster cut list that got signed to contracts in February of 2021. (laughs) They have been in the company since february and they got released they had to jump and move everything to orlando and they mm-hmm. got cut uh march april may june july august september october november nine months later there's a serious effort by them right now i don't i don't care what anyone says this is my total opinion yeah there is a serious effort to rid that company of everyone that was a triple H guy. There is a serious effort to do that right now. And no one can deny that. Uh, I was listening to a podcast yesterday on my way home from work and they were talking about, you know, what if Adam Cole stayed? What if they ended up, who knows, making him a manager of Keith Lee, which was the most ridiculous idea ever. Does he also get cut yesterday? 
Hmm. Who knows? Who knows what happens? And at the end of the day, that only makes these cuts worse if you think about it. And in also a weird way, it's like if Adam Cole was the manager and that's what Vince wanted, then maybe Keith Lee and Adam Cole would not have been cut and they would still be right. Married. Yeah. It just my my one thing before you know we talk about the wrestlers more than you know the company yeah. uh they have so much talent still they do they, they they still have no problems when it comes to wrestlers and you know want to be wrestlers and talent they have the numbers still like mm-hmm. releasing 50 superstars and wrestlers, whatever you want to call them in one year doesn't affect them. It just doesn't. Uh, but they're releasing multiple people that should be stars. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that is why WWE is falling behind in terms of popularity and unless something dramatically changes, they are only going to continue to follow behind. If you can't find something to do correctly with Keith Lee, there's a problem. The wrestling business has always been built on new, fresh re- wrestlers, right? New, fresh, great wrestlers that we've never seen before. And every time, it feels like nowadays, whenever there's a new, fresh wrestler on WWE, it's they get jumbled up. And I think that's also, I, I've talked about it before. I think that was part of the issue with NXT before is that we would see how great they are on NXT and fall in love with them. And then forget that like when they go to the WWE, they're no longer triple H's baby. They're now their own thing. That hasn't been the case since like Kevin Owens in 2015, where like there was a plan and we kind of just shifted the character up. Now it be since then it's been for the past seven years, Vince is going to toy with it and do his thing. But let's talk about these wrestlers individually and give some thoughts. I have notes also on all the news, all these wrestlers as well. So we got, of course, like we talked about, Keith Lee. He's the big one, I would say, out of all of these people. Um, you know, br- br- great, solid NXT run. He gets called up to the main roster. It's, you know, his gimmicks and character are changed constantly. His wardrobe, his theme music are changed um, constantly. Uh, so one card you Vince never seemed happy with Keith Lee, or at least he felt the need to constantly change things like adding a potential heel manager and Adam Cole and a bald headed Adam Cole. Don't know why that was an idea. Gave him the Bearcat gimmick that Keith Lee after being released says that wasn't his idea. Um, also should be noted that Keith Lee just came back after fighting COVID for like five months. So, you know, the guy just came back to the company uh, and, you know, on top of all of that, he gets released. And according to WWE sources backstage, Keith Lee allegedly had, quote unquote, attitude issues. So that means he hated stupid creative because Bray Wyatt also had attitude issues. Like this is WWE sources. Yeah. So, like, why are we supposed to believe that they, in their opinions of a released guy, you know, like, why would we think they actually liked him? If he, if they liked him, he would still be there. Uh, Keith Lee is a man who was seen by Triple H and, you know, a lot of the wrestling world. This isn't just a Triple H thing. Mm-hmm. As the right man to become the double champion of NXT. Yeah. No one else did that. 
He is the one that beat Adam Cole. Let's not let's not take that lightly. In NXT, that's like beating royalty in a sense. Keith Lee is a guy that the moment his 90 days are up, he is going to go and become a star all over again. And that's going to be AEW. Like there is one person on this entire list that I know is going to AEW. It's Keith Lee. They have nobody, nobody that's like Keith Lee. You know why? Because there's only one Keith Lee and they tried to change that. So I can't wait for him to be Keith Lee again. Uh, He is one of my favorites. One of my absolute favorites to watch. What he did in NXT was make believers, I think, out of everyone. You know, he wasn't always on top in that brand, but he worked his way up. He had incredible matches with Dijakovic, even if they did, you know, a million of them. Uh, He had that match with Adam Cole. He had the moment. He had the star-making moment, the one star-making moment that we've had in front of a live crowd in over the past three years and that was that survivor series smackdown versus raw versus nxt keith lee versus roman reigns yeah keith lee gave it his all he hit the spirit bomb one of the best near falls you know wwe's probably seen in a very long time mm-hmm. and at the end of the day you know he lost to roman but that was okay they share the fist bump and you know you're sitting there and you're like you can't mess this guy up. You can't. You have this. The fans that are on your main roster show, the Survivor Series fans, those are more casual fans than anyone else. Mm-hmm. We're behind this guy. And remember how much of a bump NXT got in the ratings because mm-hmm. of that whole storyline? Yep. And then, you know, they lost to AEW and Vince said, all right, let's get rid of them. That's pretty much what happened. And thinking NXT was going to be AEW was the most ridiculous thought in my mind because the elite have their own fans. Like they have their own group of fans and they were always going to go there. They were always going to go there. And I don't, I don't think NXT was very good for a long time there. I'll admit that, but you know, blaming AEW's success on pretty much Triple H. Like, that's how Vince McMahon clearly sees it, because he's absolutely destroying everything Triple H made. Yeah. Which, by the way, where is Triple H? I know he's recovering Uh, from cardiac. He had his cardiac events. Um, That was like two months ago. Is he still... We haven't, I don't heard, know. we haven't heard anything from this man. Probably I, crying in his house. Like all, that all of his NXT champions are gone. That's that sounds meant to be a dig on like Triple H. No. I'm like genuinely concerned. Well, yeah. Can we get any sort of update? You would have thought maybe at the investor call that someone had been like, right. hey, where is this high level executive that was running this division that you're rebooting? Where is this dude? Where 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 the hell is this guy? But yeah, sorry. Go on with Keith Lee. I, he's just he is the guy that is undeniable he's limitless that's literally what his like i cannot wait for his debut in AEW. like there's so many things that i start thinking about because usually for me i don't see a wrestler leave and like oh he's going to AEW. like that's just not what i do first especially with these releases that's just not something i've been doing because you just never know what they want to do because they've had backgrounds elsewhere 
Keith Lee is the guy that I'm like, well, here's what he is going to do. How do you debut Keith Lee? Do you have him come in and just be the monster that he should be? Yeah, that's exactly what you do. Do you have him answer a TNT Championship Open Challenge against Sammy Gravar and have him murder him in seconds? Yeah, that's what you do. There's so many great avenues for Keith Lee Mm -hmm. in AEW. And I, I can't wait for him to be a star all over again because, you know, the last year has been a lost year for him. You know, he beat Randy Orton at that pay-per-view that I can't remember. Payback? Payback maybe. <laughs> yeah. He beat Randy Orton. I was like, okay, they're doing something. And then I don't know what happened. I really don't. I don't know what happened. He got COVID, but, you know, I can't blame WWE for that. Like, I can't blame. Well, this, maybe I, I, can't, oh, I can't blame hit the health problems. Like, that was just a scary situation. He had to be out. Yeah. Uh, so in that aspect, I understand why he wasn't necessarily pushed. But when he came back, if you, I don't remember when he came back. But when he came back, people wanted to see him. People cheered him. Mm-hmm. And they just, you know, he, they took him off TV. Maybe he wasn't ready. But they took him off TV longer than he probably needed to be to make him a cat. And to me, that tells me all I need to know about the WWE creative system. I can't wait to see what Keith Lee does moving forward he is you know he's that guy he's that guy that you follow you know there's always some wrestlers that people follow he has a presence there's a presence about him he the confidence the swagger that he has when he walks into a room it is infectious Mm. it is undeniable uh it is a he would be a perfect i completely agree he would be a perfect fit in aew because you're right, they don't have anyone like him. The closest is maybe Miro, but Miro needs that foil different, of the, the face, the face to that thing. Oh, big meaty men slapping meats. And then give That's me the dream. And then put Keith Lee in New Japan. <laughs> oh my God, he'd be he'd be world champion in two days. Like <laughs> Bob Sapp was world champion back in the day, baby. And <laughs> Keith Lee's a lot better than Bob Sapp. Let's keep it going. Nia Jax is also, I would say, the, the, okay. the, the, top, the top female <laughs> announced. Um, the news that came out of this one was very interesting. The New York Post reported that one of the reasons she was released was uh, due to her uh, vaccination status of being unvaccinated. Uh, Nia Jax uh, ne- didn't necessarily deny that, but she said that uh, her vax status never came up. Uh, when yeah, she was released, tell her that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, first of all, I don't know how New York Post found out that there was like one person, uh, and how they found out Nia Jax's vaccination status. That seems weird to me. But according to her, her vac status never came up. Nestle denying of whether or not she is vaccinated, but she's just saying when it, when she got fired, she's she her status never came up. Of course, the word around town is budget cuts. Uh, except that uh, Nia Jax says that she was on an approved mental health leave. And was, you know, when that leave was coming up to an end, they said, okay, cool. Here are your dates for November 15th uh, when you come back. She asked for an extension instead because uh, she said she wasn't ready yet. Um, she heard nothing from WWE management or whoever's do, talent relations, I guess. And then uh, this was, she heard, she asked for the extension allegedly on Monday, according to her. And then days later on Thursday, she was cut. So she has no idea what the reason exactly is. She was told budget cuts. No one knows. 
But Nia Jax released also from WWE. Former Raw Women's Champion. And tag okay, team I'm going to pick my words carefully here. Uh, I feel bad. First off, I feel bad, you know, with the mental health stuff. This is a podcast that, you know, we've talked about. We very much care about people that go through these tough times. So right off the bat, I feel terrible that Naya was going through this. I feel terrible that, you know, she was met with nothing in terms of, you know, being told what's next. Mm -hmm. But then there's the other side of she wasn't vaccinated she's been very vocal about Alleged, this on social allegedly media. okay allegedly, whatever quoting, yeah she, our lawyers she, are standing by <laughs> yeah okay allegedly she's not vaccinated uh allegedly all those posts about god being god's hands instead of a yeah i'll act like none of that happened uh nia jacks was never very good she was i'm not gonna lie to you she was never very good at wrestling she hurt a lot of people mm-hmm. she was lazy in the ring and that's just the truth am i going to miss seeing nia jackson wrestling ring no but at the end of the day i don't like seeing people lose their job i don't like seeing people go through mental health problems and then lose their job so yeah at the end of the day i feel terrible for nia jackson even if I wasn't a big fan of Nia Jax. Even, yeah, even now, if I'm not a fan of Nia Jax nor her vaccination status. Right. Like, the only there's only one person on this list that I'm like, all right, goodbye, see you later. That's not Nia Jax. I, you know, dealing with the mental health, I'm happy they gave her the time to do that. Yeah. But it's sad that it ended this way. And, you know. I don't think anyone expected it. So I I don't even know if she'll keep wrestling. I mean, she's a big name, big enough name for a promotion like Impact or something if she wants to go that route. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see her, you know, going to AEW or anything. I feel uh, like Nia Jax has um, Braun Strowman syndrome. That's where, what I was thinking. She's where she's a big name. But uh, she's got a lot of like baggage, mm. like Braun Strowman, where it's just like, well, we can bring them in, but then there's a lot of this other stuff, and it's like you know, there's a lot, there's like liability. There's, I mean, let's say she's not vaccinated, right? You know, a different. You know, we're looking seeing that in the NBA, NFL, all these other places, um, even in wrestling itself. Uh, it's different states have different rules when it comes to vaccinated individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, so it having her be unvaccinated makes things more difficult in different states um, where at a certain point, you just like don't want to book them for that one show. So it's like, you don't have to deal with it. Yeah. Um, and now you have to work around one individual. Um, four actually, allegedly. Yeah. Supposedly. Uh, f- yes. Four or five. I saw the number was four to five. Uh, so who know who the hell knows? But um so, yeah, I, I, it's like I they they're a good name, but they have baggage. I would kind of maybe argue that Nia Jax probably has more baggage than Braun they're Strowman. They're not very good. Yeah, they're not like, <laughs> like super great. You can maybe fix fix it, right? There's a potential that you could fix it. Uh, and they're different. They're a different look, different style. You know, it's something to add. It's a, it's definitely another card to have in your roster. 
but like I said, there's that weird sort of like Braun Strowman baggage yeah. where you're like, what do I, what should we, could we, is this a good idea? So yeah. I, I don't see AEW an impact. I could maybe see, um, I, can I give you a, a good one that I would maybe just, you know, just lump it together. I, I would think she would fit great and wow. Honestly, I oh, think that's a good one. That's I, actually a really good one. If we're looking for more women's wrestlers and wow, uh, Nia Jax would not be bad. I don't think. Actually, I don't, I think she could do fine there. I think and there's not many, fun. you know, game changing wrestlers on their current roster. So, so and you know they like problematic things. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I nuclear. I, I'd even say, but <laughs> Nia Jax isn't nuclear. There's only one nuclear human being, and you know, that's I'm not talking about this anymore. <laughs> Carrying Cross was the other name uh, released, uh, unrelated to anything that we talked about earlier. Andrew Zarian repo- reposted that on top of Jax, three or four more wrestlers will let go because of Vax status. I'm just saying, unrelated to Carrying Cross. Um, Cross allegedly, w- <laughs> allegedly. I don't know anything. I'm just saying. I'm just bringing. If you toss it up. that in there, you're safe. I'm just bringing it up here now yeah, for no yeah. specific reasons. Of course, because um, I don't know anything. Just toss Scarlet in here, like the, yeah, they were both released. We'll we'll toss Scarlet in here as well, and toss her in the unrelated news. Um, uh, Carrying Cross and Scarlet are both released. Crossed obviously, and the the package duo of Cross and Scarlet uh, were pushed to the moon in the audience list NXT, uh, basically beating everybody, literally beating everybody, uh, and then uh, they came to the main roster. Um, Scarlet was without Carrying Cross. Carrying Cross, apparently the well, Scarlet, story. Scarlet never got to the main roster, and I still don't know why. No, apparently the original idea for Carrying Cross was to have him lose by roll up to Jeff Hardy, undoing all of it and burying NXT in the process, and so that then they can introduce Scarlet as mm-hmm. like the manager to teach him what to do to yeah. to get him right on the path. But because audience pushback was so bad or so much they decided to abandon those plans then they repackaged him in this bondage gimmick which had no scarlet which i think you know if you're doing the gimmick scarlet could still be there carrying cross does not like it he's even posted online after the fact that he doesn't like it either no one wants that shitty helmet (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and now and apparently word is is that they were in the process of repackaging him a third time along with scarlet people in the back have been pushing this is all according to wrestling observer that people in the back some people in the back were also pushing for scarlet to come back scarlet all she's done during all this time is have one dark match against shotzi on smackdown um so yeah it, scarlet ha- scarlet has never wrestled uh in wwe except for that one match carrying cross comes to the main roster and just exp- implodes and explodes i got i get some thoughts one i think vince mcmahon is hearing us and when i say this i mean i think he heard that we were making fun of him for liking blondes <laughs> and he was like oh i'll show them you know what? I'm going to make Scarlet someone that literally goes by the smoke show. I don't need to explain that Scarlet is a, you know, very good looking human or anything. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm going to just keep her off TV. I'm going to have a wrestle dark match and I don't even want her. Like there is so many things going on here, but uh, I guess this mo- the majority of what I have to say is about carrying cross, uh, carrying cross felt 
like the perfect WWE guy. Yeah. And the fact that he got cut. Or WWE felt like the best home for him. It, it did. It did. It felt like he could be a main eventer there. You know, he had the size. He was, you know, solid enough in the ring. He's not the best. He's not the worst. He uh, he was good with character work. He could cut a promo. Mm-hmm. Everything just felt WWE fit. Yeah. Triple H did everything in his power to make him feel special. You know, pl- play Adam Cole promo. They give you a big entrance and a girl. All I need to do is ring the bell, yada, yada, yada. But, like, they literally gave him everything. They gave him the cool entrance. They gave him his fee- – I think they're engaged now – his fiance as his manager, mm-hmm. you know, just to add to it. And I thought they were a perfect – it was a perfect, you know, thing. If that like I, I can't think of the word, but it all made sense in NXT. Yeah. And it would have made even more sense. And I thought, I thought when uh the fiend got released that this was gonna be easy transition. They're gonna have a new creepy guy carry across Scarlet, move him right up, cool entrance, everything. Nope, nope. Let's just put a helmet on him, call it a day. Mm-hmm. Uh I, really- he wasn't NXT champion at the time. I do wonder if anything changes because I feel like that actually was detrimental to him for some reason at that time, at that exact time. Yes. You know, I can agree with that, honestly. There was a hit out on NXT. There was a serious hit. And he was the guy holding the belt. Yeah, exactly. So I wonder if he's not champion, does he have a different career here? Who knows? Uh, It's the last one on here that, you know, is very shocking to me. And I don't mean that as a slight to anyone. Um, I think, I just think, you know, the way others have been booked, uh, it, you know, it was going to make sense on WWE's behalf, I guess. But yeah, Karen Cross is the biggest what if. I have no idea where he goes. He could go to AEW because they originally wanted him back then. Did they? But did they? They did. They did. Okay. Supposedly they were in on it. But a lot has changed since then. They've added CM Punk. They've added Brian Danielson. They've added Adam Cole. I don't think you'd want Adam Cole and Karrion Cross in the same company, truthfully. They have problems. Like, there are legitimate problems that were reported. And and also, Keith Lee is available at the same time. you got Ring of Honor guys available at the same time. There's the Fiend yeah, floating like, around there. You know, I, I can't even <laughs> say, like, oh, he can go to Impact. Because, no, he can't. There was a problem there. Uh, maybe MLW? Sounds like a place for him. He he was there a little bit. Uh, that's a potential spot for him, at least for a while. I know he can do stuff in AAA. He did stuff then. Uh, I could see them do that. Uh, he's probably going to go back to, like, you know, what he was doing, uh, you know, because it is what it is. MLW feels like the right spot. He has been in MLW before. It's just. Hmm. Killer Cross is back. Killer people. Cross is back. That's TikTok. TikTok, baby. I'm going to put on my red as is, shades. As is the smoke show. I'm wearing leather gloves. Who tweeted at GCW that she wanted to do a hardcore brawl and panties match? Hardcore. Yeah. With Jordan yeah, Grace. Yeah. That was 
with Jordan Grace. Yes. And she tagged GCW. And I was like, what is happening? What is happening <laughs> in wrestling? Oh, actually, there's all there's one more like slightly surprising name, but I kind of want to get through all these. No offense to the talent, but like I just want to, you know, move on. Of course. Uh Grand, yeah, we definitely need to move on. Uh Grand Metalik and Lindsay Durano also gonna lump these guys here together. Uh, you uh know, Grand Luch- Metalik and Brian Davidson are gonna have a match that slaps on dynamite. Lucha House Party uh here. AEW <laughs> could reunite all of Lucha House Party, but I don't think they will at this point uh both guys apparently uh, asked for their release uh grand metalik of course uh probably spent his day being very thankful uh and very probably excited very i'm very happy these are it's one of those things that like everyone gets upset about like the cuts but you have to forget that like some or you don't have to forget you have to remember that some of these people wanted to be released uh, like Grand Metal League and Dorado, they wanted to leave the company. Uh, so I am happy for these guys. Grand Metal League is wants to be out there. I could see him doing well. I would, if I was AEW, I would pick him up. I would, you know, expand that Lucha division a little bit more. Uh, but I think if not, you can easily put him somewhere else with Lindsay. I think they could work as a tag team still if they so choose. Uh, Grand Metal League, no. like I said, spent his day figuring out. Probably has to figure out some visa stuff as well. Lindsay uh, spent his day ready to throw hands, my man. <laughs> that he did. That he did. The, the, the day after he gets cut, he's like, let's <clears throat> go, my man. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just want to say we're on the side of Lindsay Dorado in this conversation. But Grand Metalik, you know, he is a guy that a lot of people have seriously said is one of the best high flyers in wrestling. And that was, you know, when he was going into WWE, he showed it once in a while in WWE. He's the king of the ropes, yada, yada, yada. Just telling you, three months down the line, when, you know, random dynamite comes around and Tony Khan's like, ah, you know what? Yeah, let's just let's just toss this on there for fun. Uh, Brian Danielson versus Grand Metalik. I think I forget what his um non wwe name is uh, off the top of my head because there's something else but either way can't wait for that just kind of like we how we got brian danielson versus rocky romero brian danielson versus minoru suzuki i'm very much just all in on brian danielson lately so let's just keep you know giving him all these matches the one and we got a chat real quick i'm gonna say hello sky how are you doing uh um, sky um the one issue I could see with Grand Metalik, and we're really talking about Metalik here, Lindsay Dorado, I think his best chance is maybe stay with Grand Metalik if he can. I think he's running with indies. Yeah, I could see Lindsay is easily gonna be an indie guy, I could see. But I but I think if you want to be a TV guy, I think stay with Grand Metalik. Um but the one issue I could see with Grand Metalik is uh his original promotion was CMLL, uh AEW works with AAA. So it, he won't be able to do AAA CMLL stuff uh, because if he if if he wants to go back to CMLL, their rivalry is still very present. No one actually wants to go back there. I wouldn't go back. <laughs> but it's a it, that would be the one thing is that yeah. uh, that would be his personal choice of whether or not he would like to go back to CMLL. And if that's the case, he won't really have to be able. He won't really be able to work with AEW. Uh, He could, he could, but he would have to avoid all of the AAA title stuff. Uh, Or he can stay in CMLL and still be able to work New Japan and go back to New Japan. That Mm, could be great, too. That would be fun. Did you see 
this is totally off topic, but and we really can't go off topic. But did you see any of the MLW War Chamber spoilers? Yes. Oh my god. The show cool. we previewed last week that is unable to be watched. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna spoil one thing for everyone because I don't care. That looks like they're doing Fatu versus Mr. Cobb. Fatu versus Jeff Cobb? I didn't see that spoiler. Oh, oh baby. Yeah. Oh. So uh Woo! Dar- so Dario, I don't know what they Cesar Duran, I think they Yeah, call baby. Him now. Cesar Duran. He brought him out as Matanza. <laughs> <laughs> Without the mask, though, he just was Jeff Cobb. You're with... bringing in Will Osprey. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, wait, hold on. Without the mask, so he's Jeff Cobb, but he—they're just calling him a Matanza. They just call him Matanza so he could be with Sir Cesar Durant. No, 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 no. I get, <laughs> I get what you're doing, but you're bringing in Will Osprey. Set it up so you could do Fatu versus Cobb, and then when Cobb has to leave. Fatu versus Osprey. What are you doing? Why are you calling him Matanza and doing your own thing, MLW? Just Anyways, to... I'm sad about Ember Moon. Uh, that... Even Marie can go after herself. I, I, let's, play, let's go one by one. Here we go. My, Mia Yim. Mia Yim, of course, oh, fiance with Keith Lee. After the Retribution stuff, uh, she stayed on SmackDown, was secretly traded back and forth between Raw and SmackDown. They never had any plans for her at all, uh, and then she got cut here. So I think same thing with Grand Metalik and Lindsay Dorado. I would bet house money on the fact that she probably also wanted to be cut from this company because she was sitting around de- not doing anything. I don't think she wrestled a single match all of 2021 so far, and Is she this won't. the first time WWE has ever released a champion? A champion? She she is the up up down down reigning champion. No, I believe I believe Tyler Breeze was the up up down down. Champion. No, he lost it. He's the left right left right champion. My apologies, sir. Come on, there's different belts. Come on. Yes. Uh, the last WWE match that she had was on main event, uh, where she lost to Nikki Cross in December 28, 2020. She did yeah. not. She legit. And, she, and because of her 90-day contract, she is not going to be able to wrestle again until February. She lost an entire year of her career in WWE. She did not wrestle a single match all of 2021. There is no report or rumor about injuries or anything. So the belief is that she just was on the shelf collecting dust. Uh, Awful. Was collecting dollars, we, actually. We, we jo- that's a good point. She's getting paid the entire time, so that's fun, I guess. But, you know, if you want to be a wrestler, then... And she seems like she's a wrestler. You know, she wants to wrestle. Yeah. I don't blame her. We joke well, we joke all the time, real quickly, about how, like, oh, there'll be, like, wasting years of people's lives and wasted years of Keith Lee and all that stuff. Legit, straight <laughs> up, WWE wasted Mia Yim's year. Completely. Yeah. And it was so upsetting to see that. But you were yeah, I think Mia Yim, Keith Lee, kind of a package deal. I could see her do really good. In the AEW women's division, I think her and Ember Moon make a ton of sense for that women's division. Ember Moon's, you know, legitimately when she's on, one of the best in the U.S. And Mia Yim is great. Mia Yim, you can do so many things with. You know, we saw her have that street fight with Candice LeRae in NXT that was really good. Yep. Uh, she had a lot of good matches in NXT. I know she did some good stuff back in the day at Impact. So. 
I look forward to seeing what Miriam does. I've always been a fan of hers. Uh, and she could finally, you know, wrestle again soon enough. She can actually wrestle again, which is great. Yeah, I agree. I think Mia Yim is also someone, if I was AEW, I would pick up. I think more, you know, the, m- more women that have television experience, uh, I think is a plus. And talent. And talent as well is a plus for AEW. Um, I can see her going other places, but if I was AEW, I would call her up. Uh, same thing, as you sort of already alluded to, Ember Moon. Uh, another person I think she would be a great hand to have. She's obviously a wrestler's wrestler. Um, she would be another great hand to have in AEW for that women's division. Like the like she, you know, both Mia Yim and Ember Moon, a, a Soho kind of kind of deal. Yeah. Um, Ember Moon, lots of stuff in the company. Obviously, she never a champion. She was only an NXT champion. Well, that's a champion. Yeah, that's true. Uh, she was on I the main roster. She was on the main roster for a number of years. Came back to NXT after her injury, uh, and you know, obviously, I don't think anyone would argue against this with how NXT 2.0 and the PC are heading. Uh, Ember Moon does not fit that. Ember Moon does not fit that mold. Um, she is not <laughs> 23 or 25. I think is what it was. Did you hear that? Yeah, the 25 limit. Yeah, for the age limit for hiring women in the PC. Because, because that will bring in younger viewers. That is what I read. And I was like, I don't I don't think that's true at all, actually. I don't I don't think, you know, when I'm watching my wrestling television show, I think, you know, how old is this person? I don't too old don't for me. They're... Get him out of here. <laughs> I don't think anyone ever thinks that. Like, I don't think people are like, oh, Roman Reigns. Ah, he's too old for me. Like, come on. Like, I don't think anyone just, you know, goes on and say that. See, I can I can talk about Roman Reigns. We're just gonna keep talking about Roman Reigns. Look, people loved Randy Orton because of how young he was. <laughs> that was Yeah, it. totally. Yep, that's why. Yeah, uh-huh. Totally. Um, but yeah, Ember Moon, I think, is she is someone that f- got wrong it's the same thing. It's like wrong place, wrong time. She went to NXT to reinvent herself. She had the she has a little bit of an injury bug. But I would say, you know, bring her an AEW. At the at the very mm. least, if she gets injured, she would be a phenomenal coach. She um, would be so good in AEW. Her and Thunder Rosa would be fantastic. Eva Marie. Oh, fuck this. No, we got a bunch of people left. This. We're, gonna, we're, we're not talking about Eva no, Marie. Eva Marie is when we start uh, throttling up in speed. So here we go. Eva Marie. She Goodbye. got She got hired by WWE. Did nothing for several months. Then they brought her in as this dewdrop sort of thing. They put her over dewdrop. Then she left to go film a movie, and then she got cut. I don't think she's going to be going back and wrestling anytime soon. So I think she's just going to go back to doing her gym. I think stuff. this was the end of her wrestling career, which God bless. God bless. At least we got a finale, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Harry, Harry Smith, uh, Davey Boy Smith oh. Jr., uh, was released. He wrestled one dark match. Count them one dark match. He had at the very the least first actually. It, he had the first live match in front of a crowd when they went back to taping. Yes, yes, they did in front of live audiences. And he even had like a, a exclusive interview afterwards. And he was doing all the stuff with the bump. The guy is was basically brought in because of the Hall of Fame ceremony, and and then he was cut again. I I don't I don't. I don't know what's going to happen with him. I don't know what's going to happen. We'll go to MLW, Bloodsport. He'll do all the same stuff he did right before. Yeah. Continue where he was at. 
BFAB. BFAB is an interesting one, mm-hmm. of course. Part of Hit Row, a very popular group in NXT. Popular moving into WWE. Uh, according to Brian Alvarez, a wrestling observer, she signed her her main roster deal last week, and then they cut her. Uh, we sp- makes this this one makes actually less sense than possibly every other one. Like, I feel like you could see the writing on the wall for a lot of these people. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you why BFAB was released. Makes no sense whatsoever uh she hit she she hit row she fit in hit row uh very well i think they're actually gonna seriously miss her i know people were like well she's not that great of a wrestler hey guess what it's called a valet it's called a manager it's called just you know having a presence which i always thought she had uh they even took her part out of the song like did, they, did they? Just, i didn't even oh. notice that did they yeah they took the beginning out where the good the, like, what's the row. one of the best parts of that song is yeah her now it's just like hit bro hit bro and that's pretty much the whole song uh yeah there you go you got me to sing again uh we're just very sad for bfab i do think out of all the people though she could be brought back but probably not i uh, god that's i mean yeah she wasn't that great of a wrestler but the fact that they signed a new deal i mean we heard reports of like Oh yeah, Top Doll is gonna be the leader. Ashante and Scott are gonna be the the tag team, and we heard nothing about VFAB. That should have been a red flag for some people. It's now going to be moving forward with groups. Yeah, it's it's a shocking one. Where we, will she continue wrestling? I don't know. I I don't know. Uh, but she Probably obviously rap. needs a lot more work if she wants to continue in the business. She she posts videos and stuff. She'll probably go into music or I don't know. Frankie Monet. Frankie Monet signed a contract in February of 2021. She was with the company for nine months. Uh, John Morrison, her husband, literally just moved to Florida from California to Florida to be closer to Frankie Monet, and then she got cut. Uh, I always thought they should have been on TV together. I think that was the potential. I think that they do their best work together. Yeah, look at, look at Lucha so, Underground. They were great together. Sucks for her. She'll be fine though. Like Taya Valkyrie is a person that wins a lot of titles. She won a lot of titles. If she went to Impact, great. If she, I don't know where else to go. Maybe she goes to AEW because she's a big enough name. That's also possible. I don't think that's out of the realm. I don't see it off the bat. Maybe down the line. Uh, I definitely think Impact return is it the move for her uh but yeah i think impact would be her best spot i think that honestly i think impact would be the best thing for her there won't be anything new for her necessarily i mean you got mickey james you got the inspiration and that would be new for her um yay uh but and maybe there might be some more pickups obviously along the way but you know we'll see what happens i but i think impacts the safe safest bet Oni Lorkin, one half of the tag team of Birch and Lorkin, a great tag team. I were loving these guys. They were one of these guys that were like consistently solid, consistently great. Oni Lorkin, I would argue, he's friends of a lot of the AEW guys. If he is, if he is, still has good relationship with, relationships with them, I could see him being picked up as sort of like a your a Tony Nice type. Um, Biff Busick, that's Biff Busick. That's all that I care about. Oni Lorkin. Dude's going to run wild on the Indies. He's going to have some killer matches. He's already been announced for the 16-karat gold 
whatever tournament that Jonathan Gresham's in. Yeah. Uh, he is going to kick ass. I always thought he was like, you know, he's one of those guys who's just, he didn't belong in WWE because he was so good. He's just like Cesaro light. And I don't mean to like make that a bad thing. Like that's a very good thing. Cause I think a lot of people look at Cesaro in this high regard. And I look at Oni Larkin, Biff Busick in a high regard. I think he's just very good. Yeah. And his next indie run could bring him to an AEW. I don't think there's a fit in impact. I think the only fit in terms of television wise is uh, AEW, but I could see him go on new Japan strong too. Uh, they've been bringing in guys like him. You know, I mean, I feel like Buddy Matthews is kind of in that same realm almost of like what could be of a great wrestler. Um, he's going to beat some people up and yeah. it's going to be very entertaining. If it still existed, um, and if he, or if he really just wants to Ring do of it, Honor. one of off. Yeah, Ring of Honor would have been a great spot for him. But yeah, would have. You know, <laughs> yeah. well, we guess, went over that last week. <laughs> I guess he, I guess he still could work there if he wanted to. Trey Baxter, formerly known as Blake Christian, uh, his girlfriend Cora Jade is still in the company, uh, and he already has announced dates with GCW. I didn't write down when he signs his contract, so let me look that up real quick. It's like next month. <laughs> the GCW days. Uh, I was actually gonna be mad if they dropped Cora Jade. Like I was gonna be legitimately mad because. Well, I guess it doesn't matter at the end of the day. But, like, Core Jade feels like that person that's going to get over, like, organically in NXT. Like, you can already see it if you watch any of NXT 2.0, which I don't recommend for anyone because uh, it's pain. But I think she is an organic, uh, you know, she's going to be an organic favorite. She does. She has that... Um, the vibe to her like a Bailey or Dakota Kai has before her. Um, and yeah, but this is of course about Blake Christian. He's going to do good things in GCW. Mm-hmm. He'll probably go back to new Japan strong, which he was in before he signed. Uh, yeah. I know he did some impact too, so he yeah. should be fine. I, I think um, uh, Blake Christian, by the way, signed the contract in February of 2021. Again, a nine monther. Um, he, a little, a little baby, uh, little baby, Blake Christian. Um, yeah, I think GCW obviously, cause he's already got signed dates, new Japan strong potentially be only because the, you know, they didn't bring back Russ Taylor. So, you know, I may, you know, ho- I would like to see him. I think he was doing really great work in new Japan strong, honestly. Um, and also impact. I think if, if it's not new Japan strong, then impact, I think could also be a good spot for him, um, as well. I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like all the people that were like, yeah, well, they could go to Impact. Like, that's the just backup option. It's really hard with no more uh, Ring of Honor. Yeah, it's like really it's less hard. fun. Less fun to figure out. Because yeah. it's just like, oh, AEW, Impact. I AEW. guess you could go to MLW. MLW, I guess. Uh, Je- Jesse Kamea. Jesse Kamea. She's been an NXT I since... Z- I have zero thoughts. She's been in NXT <laughs> since 2017. She's been in the. She was in one of the uh, Mayon classics. That's yes. about all I got. Yes. Uh, Good for her. Moving on. All right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what she's gonna do. She Zayden, dates uh, Swerve. She dates Swerve. That. That's true. Um, Zayda Ramir. Zayda Ramir, formerly known as AQA. She's trained by Booker T. She was another nine monther signed in February of 2021. She wrestled all of five matches. In WWE, um, I think 
a reasonable prospect. I think a reasonable mm. person to pick up. Uh, sh- but she is also someone that uh, is an investment. I think she's got something there. Her shooting star press is beautiful, but yeah. she is another investment. So if you want to get an investment, a solid investment, she was getting some looks from Impact. She was, uh, I don't know if she was getting looks from AEW, but um, you know, if you want to, if you want to get someone that you want to invest in into the future, Zeta Ramirez, AQA would be that person. Yeah, you you said everything that I was going to say. So, Katrina Cortez, uh, you remember her? Remember her as Catalina, the luchadora that teamed of Sid Cara that one time, or the women that fell in love with one of the Viking Raiders in one of their stupid events that they did with the Street Profits. I, I learned this this week. <laughs> I'll take your word for it because I don't even remember that. She didn't have a mask on. Oh, that's, so that's why. why. Uh, according to Fightful, Sin Cara said that there was no plans for them to work together uh, move after the Andrade feud. Uh, Katrina, uh, in a very sad way, also tweeted out that because of this timing, her visa is expiring next month. And has to either fix it very quickly after her 30 days are up or presumably move back to Chile, which is where she's from. Yeah, she has to sell all of her stuff, which is very sad. Uh, very sad situation very 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 sad heartbreaking uh, heartbreaking you no know, i don't really remember her wrestling but hopefully she finds a place because we want everyone to find a place or at the very least you know not you know, have to sell everything and go home yeah like nice. like what AEW did with kind of like cesar bononi is like you know you know we're not going to necessarily like hire you or anything but we're going to give you a little bit of a spot so that we can get your visa situation under control and you're you know you're not going to be screwed basically because she's now Debbie just screwed her over financially uh uh her life really it's just mm-hmm. they really screwed her over on this and i don't like it uh and he does that yeah they tend they tend to do that um jeet rama finally we're going to close out with jeet rama i have no thoughts just just please Ah, uh, he looked really bad when he got destroyed by uh, Third Uso on NXT 2.0. Oh, I thought he got, he got ble- destroyed. Nah, he got wrecked by Us. Uh, the only notes I have here is he is 40 years old. He's been in WWE Jesus. since yeah, he's been in WWE since 2015, so seven years. Uh, his oh big debut, <laughs> his big debut was against AJ Styles at that Superstar Spectacle show uh, for India uh, earlier this year. Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't watch that. Yeah, uh, he's a guy. A good point to bring up here is that WWE, or uh, according to Wrestling Observer, um, the Performance Center is going to do six-month checks on their wrestlers um, so that if you know, they're going to reevaluate you every six months, if you don't hit whatever standard they're looking for, or if they change their mind, then presumably you're going to get cut. I think that's part of it. The reason I'm bringing it up here is that part of that idea is so they can avoid having someone on the roster for seven years giving them all this money and them not doing anything or not having any value. I mean, that makes sense. That just makes too much sense as a company. You don't want no offense to Jeet Rama, but you don't want to have this guy on your roster for seven years that you were literally never going to do anything with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it sucks for him and that sucks for him, but you know, 40 years old, he can, you know, he's already at the I have no idea what he's going to do. We already have given too much time to Jeet Rama. No offense. Come on, man. It's Jeet Jeet Rama. You got to throw some respect and flowers towards the old Jeet Miser. 
please don't ever say that again. You know, you probably won't because we'll probably never review another show that he's on. So continue. New Japan Power Struggle was this past <laughs> couple days ago. I forgot what was next. What was I, next? We just I forgot what we were talking about next. We just <laughs> talked about releases for 45 minutes. Oh, nearly an hour. Uh, New Japan Power Struggle was this past week. Um, this is going over two hours. And yeah. It has to. It just has to today. <laughs> we're gonna, I'm doing my best to keep us moving. New Japan Power Struggle happened. Nine match card. A uh, bunch of stuff happened. Uh, we're going to skip the first three matches because they're just a bunch of six-man attacks. I mean, did you watch the first three matches? No. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> no. So we're I could not be bothered to watch them at 1 a.m. I'm sorry. I don't think anyone did because according to Cage Match, there's only ratings on the other matches and not the first three. It's just like not enough votes. So people... We... What, what did... Hey, 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 Ryan. Yes. What, what did we tell the world last week? Uh, we told the world uh, that we would only be watching the six matches um, and uh, that there's going to be a lot of surprises and there's going to be some definite title changes on this show. Um, so I think, you know, so I think what you're trying to do here, Scotty, is that, you know, typically I like to start off when we're reviewing shows with the main event, but I think you want to start off with your main event, your show that you... Uh, are are here for and that is really the fourth match on the card the never open weight six-man tag team title match house of torture evil show and yujiro takahashi uh defeating the longtime champions hiroki goto tomohiro ishii and yoshi hashi so scotty i'll give you the floor New Japan has been saved. House of Torture on top. Evil has a belt. Oh, man. New Japan has never been in a better state than it is right now. Oh, thank God. Actually, it it was. It was when Evil was, you know, IWGP world champion. But, you know, this is second best. Uh, Thank God, you know, those jobbers finally lost. Goto, you stink. Ishii, you stink. Yoshihashi, you're pretty good. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, House of Torture on top. Everything about this match was great. Dick Togo coming in to rob them of the win last second. They choke him out. They hit everything is evil for the win. House of Torture, ladies and gentlemen. Toriano uh, took on Great Okan. <laughs> Just go straight into the next thing. Uh, I actually, I really, I, I liked this match. I thought it was a good match, by the way. Um, it was I fun. Know, I know you you didn't want to review. You just wanted more review. Evil back on top, back on mid. I guess. Um, did you did you just call him mid? He's ba- he's did, back. Did on- you just call Evil mid? Did, take it back. Everything. Take it back. Hey, dude, I'm wearing the colors. I'm wearing his. I'm wearing. This is true. You're repping evil. I'm repping I am evil. also wearing purple and black, which and, is very funny. And that is also our design of a Ring Post need, Radio. You know what we need? We need a thing that just floats over my head. The whole thing that says everything is evil. Yeah, I can add that. I can do that later. Cool. Uh, I, I mean, I, can, I, cool. I guess I could do that right now. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. We don't actually need it. We just need to prolong the show. Uh, yeah, Toriano versus. Um, Great Okan, this was the first time I've ever watched one of these stupid matches. Mm-hmm. 
this stupid uh, KPOW King of Pro Wrestling Cup matches. This is the first time I ever watched one. Yeah. It was enjoyable. That's about all I got. Oh my God, what are you doing? I'm just going to put this right here. <laughs> uh, I, I got chirped. Yet. I have to go check now. I got chirped yesterday for being happy about Eva winning, but I don't think people understand that that is the best thing to ever happen. Oh, I see it. everything. <laughs> it's ill just ill fixed. Don't worry. <laughs> oh my God. It's so, oh, everything is evil. Yeah. Damn right it is. <laughs> This match, this king of pro wrestling, should have main event to the show. <laughs> this KOPW that would be Ishii's first main event. That jobber. Can I give my hot take off of this uh, KOPW? Oh title? yeah, give it to me. Give it to me. This match undid all of the goodwill Great Okan earned up in the G One. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we I doing you liked this? The match. I, I didn't like this. I didn't. I hated the match. I thought it was awful. You, you said it was pretty good. Oh, I, I was. That's me stalling. I, no, the match is awful. I hated it. I hated the match because oh. it wasn't a match. Because you, you know, if you gotta have Yuji Nagata come out before the match and explain the rules of amateur wrestling to the folks, I don't care for this. I don't care for this. I want to see actual wrestling. It, the like, match it, was shit. And it also, <laughs> it wasn't like it wasn't even like funny. It wasn't even like a Toriyano funny match. It was just straight. Like the comedy was that we're doing this for real, and I was just like, no, I'm not. I have a take, and it's that no one should ever watch these matches. Well, the no, Tor- the Toro Yano Chase Owens one wasn't that bad. I was not watching a 30 minute match that involved those two men. I'm sorry. Well, I did. <laughs> That's all that. Well, that tells me all I need to know about your viewing of wrestling. That's terrifying, Ryan. You. You, you wasted 30 minutes of your life watching Chase Owens and Toro Yanu scrap. I did watch that two-hour Iron Man match between Tony Deppin and Jordan Oliver at Fight Forever. That sounds almost just as bad. That's two hours. Holy shit. El Desperado defeating Robbie Eagles for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title, earning the title right before they go into the best of the Super Juniors. So intrigued, to say the least. Which still doesn't have a lineup. Still doesn't have a lineup. Don't know what's happening. Starts Friday. Starts Friday. (laughs) We don't have anything. Uh, Hopefully we'll get an announcement soon. Same thing with World Tag League. Maybe it's that they're figuring something out. I feel like they typically announce it at Power Struggle. I don't remember. But hey, Despy, good for him, huh? Yes. I thought this was a very well worked match. You know, not the you know, match of the night or anything, but I think Desperado works so well because he's like the heavyweight wrestler of the junior division. Yeah. Uh, so he kind of has heavyweight matches, which, you know, not always better, but I thought this was very good. Robbie Eagles had a nice little reign for himself. He's no longer a double champion. And I have no idea i guess Hiromu's probably winning best of the super juniors so they can do him versus despy at wrestle kingdom which is like been their goal for a while now i think yeah. uh but i would be more intrigued if we did show versus yo in the finals that would be fun that could be interesting yeah i i think everyone was sort of ex- most people were expecting robbie eagles to win here and i was also in that same camp and i was kind of surprised by that so yeah, I, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see where they go. I I like that they gave the title to Despy 
only because then you can have more interesting matches. Like, because then the Despy matches are people fighting to have a challenge for the title. Robbie Eagles is going to show up. Hiromo is going to show up. Uh, Doki is whoever gonna, else. Doki is going to show up. Um, show and yo, baby. Show, and yo, show show's really good. I love show. Um, people are going to come for your head for disrespecting yo like that. I, I didn't say anything about yo. You can't do it exactly. You said I really like show, and then you just stopped talking. This match was really good. I really like the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title match here. I thought it was really really good. Um, the shy of a great match to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, not everything can you know follow evil. So you should you should look at the stream again. Oh, uh, Jesus! IWGP United States Heavyweight Title Match: Kenta defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi. After the Ooh, match, uh, Kenta goes uh, and seemingly challenges CM Punk uh, to defend and challenge him for the U.S. Heavyweight Title Match. So uh, I I liked this. I thought this match was great. I love uh, the table spot that Tanahashi Kenta oh, did. That God. looked awful to take. That bump looked, that looked awful. awful to do. Kenta's back was all like ripped up afterwards too. Um, but they I showed out. It. I liked it. This was their best match. I like. I think I like this better than both of their. They only had one. They only had one. I like this better than their match that they had at Wrestle Grand Slam. I thought it was great. That table spot, like you said, was nuts. Yeah. I mean, oh my god! I was like, oh, that just hurts for everybody because that's a long fall for Tana, mm-hmm. and you know, Kenta just absolutely ate it. Like, Japan, the Japanese tables, like the ones that they always use on these shows, mm-hmm. they don't break very easily, and that one just blew up. And I was like, oh, that must have been a clean hit, which I mean is a good thing, but also ow. Uh very good match. Happy Kenta won. I, I thought that was a good twist. Uh, because Kenta has been chasing that title for a long time. Yeah. And I think, you know, I love Tanahashi. Would love a title reign for Tanahashi for a very long time, but I think you can do a lot with Kenta as champion and i think i mean challenging cm punk is great but you know kent is willing to go to the united states because he lives here mm-hmm. so you know who knows maybe he actually will be coming to the u.s and defending it um, more than tanahashi would which i don't think you should have to force tanahashi out of his home to defend that title as much kenta is I would maybe say a good person right now because of COVID mm-hmm. to have the IWGP US heavyweight title on because he is someone that can more fluidly go back between the US yes. and Japan. Mm-hmm. He is the guy that, you know, John Moxley obviously wasn't going to go back to going to Japan anytime soon. Hiroshi right. Tanahashi does lives in Japan. You know, why go to United States constantly? Kenta, you know, he still has, you know, the quarantine and all that stuff, which is starting to, you know, starting they to sound like three it's, days now. Yeah, it's starting to come back, which is good to hear. Um, but it is just like a matter of, you know, what he would like to do or what they want to send him to do. Yeah. So I don't think he has anything announced for Battle in the Valley. Um, so I don't expect we'll see him there. He will probably stay, honestly, for World Tag League if that is the case. Um 
so I'm intrigued to see. And then on top of that, you have three nights of Wrestle Kingdom, and so who the hell knows what we're gonna have Kendo <laughs> do? Maybe he'll yeah, maybe maybe they do him versus Brian Danielson. Maybe they do him versus CM Punk. Who knows? There, I mean, the the reason I'm really pushing for CM Punk is that not only that Kenta talked about it in a post promo, the official Twitter account for New Japan talked about it. Hmm. So like, like it's one thing that like it's. I mean, granted, it's all social media, it's all fake and all that jazz. But like the official PR team was like, yes, we're gonna approve this. As yeah. as the thing, you know, that's sort it's of like intriguing. Also, on top of that, I should also say, Kenta is IWGP US Heavyweight Champion. Kenta versus Shibata at Wrestle Kingdom. It makes all the sense. It makes all the sense. That was my instantly my first thought when he won the title. It's like, hmm, because you know Shibata, you know, works the LA Dojo. He's the trainer there. Yep. He wouldn't be a bad guy to have the title. I'm just saying, because he's here a lot. And just, you know, if you, if you want to, if you want to you know, just take the chains off and just let Shibata wrestle. <laughs> that's what we want. Me. I Give be- me what you want. <laughs> Nailed it. IWGP World Heavyweight Title Number One Contendership Match with the belt. Kazuchika. You know what I was thinking about what's that? That the best looking title in professional wrestling is simply just a right to something. <laughs> Rights to a single match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe very sad because I was watching him walk down with it. I'm like, man, that belt's so much better than like. All of them. <laughs> like I, I, any belt you think of. I like how he's only putting it over his shoulder. <laughs> like he's not like, yeah, yeah. like he's, he's like, like oh, this, this is, is mine. <laughs> yeah. This is mine. No one else can touch it. Uh but of course Kuzuchiko Kata took on Tama Tonga in a match. Uh many people I like how you said match. of course it happens. <laughs> of course, naturally. <laughs> of course uh, Tama Tonga was in a singles match. What did you think about this match? I, unlike the rest of the world, was super light on it. It was okay. I think the first like half was just there. Which yeah, I'm the same for though. me, if you're gonna have a first half that's so not stalling, but like if you're having a it felt first like they were padding for up. time. It felt like they were padding yeah. for time. Like they were like yeah. knew we were going to go twenty five minutes, so let's do the first right. ten minutes of nothing. Right. Because I, I liked the end a lot. I thought the mm-hmm. final like you know five minutes or so were really good. You yeah. know they were hitting on all cylinders, but yeah, the first like fifteen or so was like all right. I understand this is an Okada match. I understand you know this is a big match. There's no need to do this. Yeah. It, <laughs> there was just no need. Yeah, it didn't it didn't quite feel up to par of what of what no. we really wanted to accomplish. And, and and I get it, like I understand that like we are in the minority of that. I mean Cage Match has it a rating of eight point two, which is four point one out of, out of five. You know, like they're super high. I'm not that high. I'm I did three and a quarter. Uh, I was super low on this, uh, and I understand where I am. I mean, that's not that low. I know, I know. It's like it's New Japan low, and it's low to the consensus. 
But well, I, I did. I did three and a half. So. Okay. Okay. Close enough. I mean, we're you and me are closer to each other than the consensus. So sure. But yeah, I just, I just, just didn't really like, didn't really quite enjoy this match. And you're right. I wanted to like match. it more. Yeah, me too. I really liked their G1 climax match. I love mm. that match. I thought it was Tamatanga's best work in decades. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Singles, though, at least. Sing- it, I thought the G one as a whole was the best singles work he's had. This, this match doesn't deter me from no. more Tamatanga singles matches, but it, it no, was just like, no. nah, he can do it, and I think he hits a very nice splash. That was my big takeaway from this. I was like, man, he's that nice. Uh, he like he looks like he floats. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's got that down right, main event time. Main event time. IWGP World Heavyweight Title match. Shingo Takagi defeating Zack Sabre Jr. in 30 minutes and 27 seconds. They're pretty good, huh? <laughs> they're, they're pretty good at the whole wrestling thing. Who would have thunk feel it? Like, feel like, uh, first of all, I feel terrible for Zack. Like, he's king of, hey, I'm going to beat you in a tournament, then, you know, lose the title match after. Uh, but, you know, did it again. Uh, I thought this was really good. Of course, it was really good. I mean, they probably could do this in their sleep at this point. Yeah. Uh, I think I liked their, I don't remember rating wise. I might've liked their G1 match a little bit better. And that's maybe because of like how Zach won it, which I think is why like Zach's G1 runs so much is because of the way he won, (laughs) which is kind of like, you know, what Danielson's doing now is just winning with all these different things. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I thought it was a great match. I mean, Shingo Shingo doesn't miss anymore. So, no, I think uh, another notch in Shingo's belt or a notch in Shingo's resume, another bullet point in his potential wrestler of the year, you know, resume. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think Shingo is obviously the front runner for this year. Um, and I just another match to put in there. It was a great match. It was a great match. Yeah, I love I love Shingo doing similar moves to Zach back on Zach, like the neck, the sort of like neck crank thing that they do. It was um, likely his bat last big match of the year. Um, yeah, yeah. The tag unless League and Super Juniors taking over the last month. Yeah, unless they do some sort of defense, then which I don't think they typically do, no. um, especially since it's a, a combined tour. Um. Yeah, no. This is there's a good shot that this is his final defense before defending the title against Kazuchika Okada and maybe other people. Who the hell knows? We got three Wrestle Kingdoms. Yeah. Who the hell knows? They're they're not really announcing things. <laughs> like we just said, how the best in Super Juniors is Friday, Tag League is Saturday, mm-hmm. and they just didn't announce either one yet. Unless I missed it, but like I checked Twitter, I scoured Twitter. There's nothing on there. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it's weird because, I don't know, for me, when you have a tournament like this, you, you kind of want to have people excited. And not knowing a single wrestler in it is weird. I feel like I feel like there's something happening, and this is just speculation, obviously. But I oh, we like... have a tag team. Wait, what? We do have a tag team. Are you looking at Twitter? I, Tiger Mask and Yuji Nagata. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> that is wait, it. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Tiger Mask. He's not. He's, he's not doing. Uh, he's not doing best of the Super Juniors. No, he didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. Who's it? Who is doing best of the Super Juniors then? What is happening, dude? Where did you see that? Was that on the Twitter account? I just saw it on New Japan Global. New Japan. I'm trying to find. There's just yeah. There's no one in this tournament. <laughs> the tournament's not even happening. <laughs> I don't think so. Why would I think otherwise? Did they? Okay, whatever. Just carry on. Oh, I see the I see the tweet now as well. Yeah. yeah. What, a, what a weird, <laughs> what a weird thing we're doing. Um, yeah, so that's Power Struggle. They very quickly go through Power Struggle. We didn't have any deep thoughts about the company or the promotion or any of the matches, but... Well, if you want some more deep thoughts on Evil, here's some thoughts. You know, he is he is the best. Everything is evil. I was upset that Kevin Kelly couldn't uh, be, in a, be in sadness. As he said, everything is evil. That's one of my favorite parts of the show, so I was very upset he wasn't... Uh, they didn't have the English commentary yet for the show by the time I watched it. Yeah. And I, I don't always listen to it, but when Evil's winning, I have to. I think this just overall was, it was just a good show. Like it was mm. good. It, like it wasn't Tanya. like, it wasn't anything that was like blow away. They're, they're slowly building themselves back up. Yeah. And now the best of the super juniors can either, you know, kill it or help it. Well, but. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Super Juniors will help it. World Tag League may kill it. I don't know what you're talking about. You have, I hope, I hope Evil's in it. He, of course he's going. <gasps> he's going to team with Yujiro. If Evil was the best at Battle in the Valley, we were buying uh, one-way tickets to one way. Hold on, one way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then we're going to ask if we could join House of Torture. Yeah, baby. Shoop. Just uh, kidding. We're already part of it. Yeah. Speaking of, I don't have any transition. Let's go into Stardom Kawasaki Super Wars. <laughs> Speaking of, I don't have any. <laughs> I don't know. We talk about evil way too much on this show. Hey man, just getting not enough. I changed. I changed the. <laughs> I changed the graphic. Oh, you got rid of everything is evil. Yeah, yeah. I changed the graphic. Uh, so let's talk about Star Stardom Kawasaki Super Wars. Great name for a show. 10 that's 906 pretty good this took place at the uh i hate you what man you you also what? spelled it wrong did i <laughs> whoops 
You did Odeo tie instead of Oedo tie. So, well, <laughs> dang it. Shame on you. I'm so happy you messed that up. Ha ha ha. Everything is not Oedo tie. <laughs> Take it back. Okay, I'm gonna change. Uh, I'm gonna change the. I'm gonna change it then to what's actually was actually what was the best thing about this program. Um, but like we said, it was. This is uh, gonna feel like an attack on my soul. I already know it. Everything is shared. <laughs> Stardom Super Wars. If you're not watching the show on Twitch TV forward slash Countout or on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter. Then you're missing out on some fun. <laughs> Did I do something to you? Did I make you angry or something? I just want to know because this feels like a crime against me. And I, you know what? I don't like it. I don't like it. And I don't even mind Mina, but this just feels like an attack on me as a person. I'm going to act like you didn't even do it. Let's start off with the future stardom title match. Unless you had any Rock big... one. Moving on. <laughs> I was going to say, unless you had any big thoughts about the My Sakura No, 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 no. We're not talking about it. I asked the world the other day, the world, Twitter, what match should I talk about more from the show? You know, because I I have a certain run time for each match on the show in my head. Because, uh, you know, I have my thoughts and whatnot. And, you know, the main event got the longest amount of time because, of course, but, you know, those peasants on Twitter <laughs> decided, you know what? You should talk about Mayan Waka for an extended amount of time. So what did I do? I did it. And I've already talked too much about it this week. So we're moving on. I've already talked too much about Rock and Lady C now, too. Okay, well, I didn't have any thoughts about Rock or Lady C. I didn't, actually think, I didn't think you did. I didn't think you did. I thought this match was fine. <laughs> I, I figured you didn't have any thoughts until maybe like the last two matches, to be fair. So just. Goddess of Stardom Tag League Block B match, Fuki and Death and Saki Kashima, Kashima defeating Rina and Hanan. Hanan? Hanan. It's exactly what we thought it was going to be. <laughs> it was exactly what I wanted it to be, so I was very happy when Rio yeah. was like, "All right, crime on them." Uh, that was fun. Yeah, That's, yeah it was fun. It, it was for me. It was a fine match. I I lost points for me because I was like, "Oh, this is exactly what I thought it was going to be." Well, you don't look. Well, here's the thing. Oh, tie is just gonna certain, when you yeah. watch certain starter matches, mostly Oedo tie matches. You have to be ready just to try to have fun because sometimes. A lot of the time. Well, actually, anytime Fuki and Death is involved, you just have to expect fun. And uh, that's what happened. So I have fun. I'm not going to say anything about the match itself. It was very there. <laughs> but it was fun. Three-way match. Of course, this match was originally the four-way. Uh, but then it just got cut into the three-way officially when Konami couldn't be there. Uh, it was Mina Shirakawa defeating Micah and Sayakamatani. Remember, and the reason why everything is Shirakawa, <sighs> Scotty, is because in our preview last week, I said Shirakawa was going to win. And guess what? Mina Shirakawa wins. So guess what? That means that everything is evil. Sorry, everything is Shirakawa, baby. 
So take that, oh, my man. Oh, God. He got his own gimmick. I got the victory lap going around the world with Mina oh, Shirakawa. Man. I don't know what's happening. He just went from being a Mina Shirakawa stand to becoming Macho Man in like two seconds. Oh, yeah. Mina Shirakawa gonna snap into a Slim Jim. Oh my god. This, char- match with- this character's Macho Man is a Mina Shirakawa <laughs> stand. The match was good. I'm just I'm still relatively rattled that Mina Shirakawa won. I mean, once she won, I knew what was happening. But Yeah, there's a reason why, obviously, later in the match. Sayakamatani has been pinned a lot lately. And when I say a lot, I mean like she got pinned yesterday too. Uh there's I don't know what's happening. I don't. Sayakamatani's like very high up there, most protected. Now she's just getting pinned left and right. I mean, know why Micah couldn't get pinned because Micah has a world title match, but like, I don't know. I didn't think Mina was going to win anyway. So, <laughs> it, yeah, it felt like Shame one of those, on me. It felt like one of those things that was just like, well, we can't. We want to have. Mina challenge and Micah can't be the thing so I don't I wonder if Konami was in this match if she would have eaten the pin well maybe if or maybe she maybe she would have challenged for something else like she would have won and what challenge for the was a wonder of stardom well it feels I it feels the need to be said but stardom literally booked the match between Hizuki and Unagi four days before they both had title matches so they uh they're just you know tossing things at the wall and seeing what happens. Uh, Saya hit a really cool like springboard drop kick cross body, which she drop kicked Micah, and then cross body Mina or the other way around, and that was really cool. Um, and Mina won with the Impaler DET, or as I like to call the Mina Cushion instead of the Education, because yeah, got him nice. But yeah, Mina's been really good lately and i'm actually looking forward to her title match even if you know the running gag is that mina won and he's still doing the damn macho man thing uh anyways moving on nasupoi and himika take on kaguma and mayuatani in a time limit draw 50 minute draw i wasn't expecting the draw here um and i was kind of a wait a minute thing did they go to a draw yeah they went to a time limit draw 15 minutes after after the match referee holding both of their arms and kaguma has uh kagama sorry kagama has mayu Watani like on her shoulders and mayu like the referee's holding oh, his yeah. hand up and mayu's like <laughs> scratching and clawing to get to natsupoi i'm pretty sure i had said in my head that i'm making natsupoi one until this very moment i'm pretty sure i said on my joshi podcast that that happens so now i'm even more rattled i don't even know what's happening i think my head's in jumble this week but yeah i think i just remember mike not micah my dying on the power bomb yeah <laughs> and then i just didn't remember what happened after that because i remember the power bomb I was like, oh the match must have ended it didn't no my just you know she did what she does and she just took all the pain all the pain. I thought Hameka was going to break the ring with the first power bomb. She yeah. just, oh, she just throws them down. Like, well, I mean, Maya's not a very heavy human being. Uh, so she's just, you know, light as a feather and just got slammed. But yes, it was very funny that Koguma was like, 
holding the dead corpse of Mayu, and they were like, "Yay!" <laughs> I I I thought this match was pretty good. I I'm I'm realizing as the days go on that I'm less and less of a Kagama fan. Uh, like wow. it's just that's, it's just not like, clicking. It's just not clicking with me. That's like a hate crime I in know. the world of Joshi. I'm gonna get this. I'm uh, you're gonna get attacked by the bear fans. Uh, I'm just gonna She's get attacked. I'm just gonna get attacked on Twitter now. But I, I'm realizing that about myself is that I'm, I'm something's just not clicking to me. Whenever I watch her matches, I don't know what it is. I can't pinpoint it. It's just, you know, I'm just. Well, it was nice knowing you, Ryan. Good yeah. luck. <laughs> Good luck in the rest of your Instead, life. Instead, I got the Mina Shirakawa Nation on my side, oh, brother. God. Well, I liked the match. Mayu and Hameka have great chemistry. That's my thoughts on this. High-speed title match. Starlight Kid versus Momo Watanabe ends in a double countout after 11 minutes and 50 seconds. I was slightly upset that this match went into a double countout right after the match previous went to a time limit draw. Uh, I was this up- was the story. This had to happen. I know. It, I know it had to happen. I was just upset that like in the order of the card, uh, yeah. they put these two back to back. Stardom don't give a shit about your your happiness. When it comes to draws and stuff, they just boom. boom but I boom, thought boom. this match was really good. And I'm very intrigued to watch the second part, second match of this. Oh, it will be coming. Uh, Momo chose violence. Yeah. She walked out there angry. She was just, you know, not a happy camper. And I was like, uh oh, this, yes. this could be bad thing for Mina. Not Mina. Fuck. Fuck you. <laughs> bad things for Starlight Kid. It was bad things for Starlight Kid. I feel like everything she hit felt a little harder yeah. and, and that was the story and i like that they played to the story and then when momo started ripping at the mask of starlight kid i was like oh okay so this is like a feud like this yeah. isn't just a match this is a feud that is not ending i like the i liked the count out uh fin- finish which is not something i always say yeah. but it fit very well and my favorite part was when momo was smirking after the countout, she was like, "Yeah, I did my job. I beat the crap out of you. I didn't want your stupid title, anyways." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this feels like the beginning of something so much bigger between yes. the two, and I'm very excited to see where that goes. Yes, I thought this was a great match, great work between the two of you. I completely agree that Momo uh, went out and just showed her stuff, kicking off Starlight Kid's head practically every single chance she could get. Starlight Kid also looked great. The same, you know, Starlight like we Kid's said, star. Starlight Kid. That five-star Grand Prix did Starlight Kid some greatness, and she's coming out, and she's even better, I would say, than going into the five-star. Um, this match was great. I, I literally cannot wait for the second one. And there's not much we can really talk about because the match didn't ended in a double countout, but, and the match more served as a appetizer and an appetizer to the bigger thing. So I'm excited when that will happen. Right. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if when it happens, there's eventually like some sort of no-DQ gimmick. Um just because it's, you know, Oedo Tai and, you know, Momo's got some heat and also Oedo Tai is Oedo Tai. But um, maybe you'll get saved for the, I forget the name of the show at the end of the year. With the... I could see them do that. I could definitely see uh, Stardom Dream Queendom. I, I forget the name once in a while. I think that could be their potential yearly show for now on, which I think it should be because it's like a good spot. Uh, it's during the uh, Japan like holiday season too. They're definitely is, saving it as if it is. Yeah, and it's a good name to run with. 
you know, moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, that or Kawasaki Super Wars. That's really the big name that you want. Well, we do love Super Wars. Like, Super Wars is a great name. We have Tokyo Super Wars in a couple weeks uh, because Super Wars is the best. But, yeah, uh, good match, good match. Uh, SWA Undisputed World's Women title match and the five-star Grand Prix contract match. It's a briefcase in this promotion. Uh, Shuri defeating Azume uh, in 13 minutes and 22 seconds. Me and my friend call this the one of the best matches you'll watch where you don't care at all. And that's not a shot at either one, but there wasn't a shot in hell that Azumi was winning this match. <laughs> there was not a single second in this match where I was like, <gasps> like they never like got to the point of like making the drama even like put possible and i'll get to the main event of how like it's completely different yeah uh, i love azumi shuri's you know shuri like this i can't say many great shuri's more. great i can't <laughs> say as yeah i've already said so much great things about shuri this year uh they've had three matches this year they've all been very good um yeah no complaints i was kind of light on this match i i thought azumi was a I don't know. I thought Azumi was. They had her offensive good. more than I expected them to. Yeah. Which is weird. It, it, but I, I think it just, it felt like the beginning of the match, it took a little bit for them to get together, which was weird because mm-hmm. this obviously isn't the first match they've had. Yeah. But then it, once they once it clicked, it was like, okay, we're back into it. It's good. Yeah. They're, they're trying to change it up, which is understandable. You have three matches in one year. Yeah. You want to make it different. And I, I will say all three of them were different. This was not my favorite of the three. I know some people, you know, feel the other way, and that's fine. Yeah. But wrestling is subjective. But a uh, very enjoyable match. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And uh, I'm, you know, I, I think this is serviceable match as we get more and more closer to the end of the year. Yeah, it continues to move up a Zoom me in the card too, which is good. I didn't write it down. Did anyone come after the match, uh, the challenge, Shuri? I didn't write this down. Yes, Hameka. Mm, mm. So they're going to probably destroy each other because yeah. Hameka likes to throw people with her powerbomb. And Shuri is, again, Shuri. Yeah, that should be a real good match. Uh, Wonder of Stardom title match. Tam Nakano uh, defeating Unagi Sayaka. Twenty-one. Minutes I want to hear your seconds. thoughts about this one. I'm very interested. Um, I don't, Let me remember. Because this is a match that if you don't, I think if you don't watch as much Joshi as like maybe I do, you might have not loved it. But at the same time, if you, I'll, I'll just wait to see what you say. Well, uh, I think the match. I think the match is pretty good. Uh, you know, it was uh, obviously. You know, we talked about it in the preview that this match was kind of servicing as Unagi stepping up you know coming out of the future stardom and going into this mm-hmm. i think it was a bold step up in terms of going mm-hmm. out of the future to going into the uh, wonder of stardom title division um yeah. but if anyone was going to get her there i think the kana was the person to get her there she was we've talked about it again that i think it's well known that when she has something she's intrigued she steps yeah. up, and I think she stepped up in this match. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the two of them put on a g- really good match. I don't think it was great. I think it was really good. Um, uh, there was like spots I didn't write them down. I should have written them down. But there was a couple spots in here that I loved. 
Um, I'm trying to remember if it was the Blade Runner on the uh, apron. Yes. Or yeah, when she had Tam hanging on the apron. Yes. Like just they they did some really good stuff in here. Like I said, both you know Unagi had something to prove, and Akano was a great dance partner to Mm. have that happen. Um, so I I thought this match was really really good. I think this was probably the best match of Unagi's career. Ooh. And I mean, so she's had some really good matches, but most of them have been her just getting destroyed. Like Julia destroyed her once and Mayu destroyed her once. And those were great matches, but it's because, you know, she like had minimal offense and was just getting wrecked. Like when it yeah. comes to a match that she had a good amount of offense, she, you know, stepped up in the biggest of ways. Like, she is an absolute star. I can't deny that. Like, I understand why stardom wants to get behind Unagi, yeah. like, long term. It makes all the sense. Uh, but I think Tam helped elevate her. And at the end of the day, when you have these matches, that's what you want. You want elevation. You want the two competitors to come out of it better than they went into it. And for me, the last two matches of the show really did that for them. Yeah. And I would agree. I think, you know, I think this match was really good. I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. It was just like, you know, it's exactly what it needed to be, mm-hmm. which was a good match that allowed Unagi to look good and to look like a, viable future star for stardom yeah you know yeah. and i think that's a good way to look at it you know it's this match unagi was not gonna win this right i mean that, that's no. not gonna happen especially you know with everything moving forward uh but I, when she hit her finisher that was the only time the fear hit in because no one had kicked out of it and i was like uh-oh 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 <laughs> but it, it also goes to show that no one's kicked out of her finisher before but that's because of who what division she was in now that she's stepping up into well, uh, Tam didn't kick out of it in the five star. That's why I was scared. Oh, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, good match. But it was it was a good match. I think it was a good elevation for her, and I'm interested to see what then, happens moving forward. And then after the match, Mina made the challenge. So yeah, I just wanted you to make sure you got your thing in. Ooh, baby, <laughs> Macho Man loves me some Mina Shirakawa. Um, She's the cream uh, of the crop. Rising up in the cosmic angels faction. We still need to get to full gear, which is like another 30-minute conversation. So moving on. Utami (laughs) Hayashida defeating Hazuki um, uh, in the World of Stardom title match. I thought this match was great. Um, Hazuki is... Back. Back. Hazuki, (laughs) Hazuki is... What's great about Hazuki is that she has such confidence and fluidity despite being away for however many years. Mm. Uh, She's gone for pretty much two. Yeah, but she's. it looks like she hasn't lost a step. It looks like she's gotten better, honestly. Yeah, it's terrifying. Um, (laughs) It is like she is someone that is going to raise a lot of ships if that makes sense she -hmm. is someone that is going to be a great part of this and you know she's like you know like we said i don't think world of stardom title is 
anywhere near her anytime soon, if at, yeah. if, if at all. But you know, she is someone that is like you know to put it in a weird way. She is like the like Brian Danielson, CM Punk to AEW in the sense of like they're great. They're gonna make other people great. And that is their job. And mm-hmm. I don't think they'll win a title anytime soon, but they're here to make other people look great. Yeah. And Hazuki made Tommy look great. Yes. And that's really what she was in this match for. And I was talking about how, you know, when you have a match, you want the two competitors to come out better than they were going into it. Yeah. And for a match where the finish was a guarantee, they made you believe throughout the match that maybe, just maybe, Hazuki could win this. Mm-hmm. The two near falls of the match with the brain buster and then the quick roll-up, those were spectacular, and I think Utami's one of the best at making those near falls happen with yeah. the last you know millisecond of a kickout. Um, I think the way you looked at Hazuki was great. Uh, as someone that pretty much wrote an entire... Is you know my new column thing that I do, and I write about. I pretty much wrote about Hazuki the entire time, just because she had that good of a week, mm-hmm. which she liked, by the way. So, just saying, uh, Hazuki, I think she was going into the match, and a lot of people wondered would she be able to, you know, get fully back to where she was. And I think a lot of us can agree she would not only fully back, but she might be better than ever. Yeah, and. Utami benefited from that because Utami was able to, you know, overcome that, have these great last second kickouts. It's just, you know, you want to keep bolstering your title reign. Yes. As a champion. And I thought this was the perfect match to do that. Uh, they didn't go the, you know, 75, 25 route that kind of Utami had with Takumi. They went 50, 50. These two were just going back and forth and it was a great main event yeah achieved it checked all the boxes of what you're trying to achieve mm-hmm. and that's that's just the best what, what and that's kind of like also what stardom is doing and kind of what we've talked about throughout this review of stardom's super wars um stardom right now is they're hitting a lot of expectations which yeah. is you know obviously you would love to it's ex- hard it, you would love to exceed expectations and that's the hard part um you they never, definitely did for this show because no one expected a lot from it. Yeah. But yes. But it like it hit hit expectations is like it like everything that Stardom does, they 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 hit their purpose. They hit what they're trying to do perfectly, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. to me, good as a fairly new viewer of Stardom, as someone that's trying to get in Stardom, everything is Shirakawa style. Um, you know you want it's that's how you get confidence in your audience to understand that this is what the show is this is what this promotion's about and helps me get more invested in it when i know that Mm. i can rely on it yeah i think that's the that's the big winner here that's a i think that's a good way to look at it for especially for someone in your view you know you watch the big shows and you try to you know connect the dots here and there and that's a good sign that they're hitting on those uh you know, goals, checkpoints, whatever you want to call them, because at the end of the day, then it, it gives you an idea of where they're going. And, uh, you know, AEW's the, the biggest company of the year, but if you look at the entire wrestling landscape, uh, stardom is the, you know, number two in terms of just rising up, which is really good for them. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so let's, let's 
do uh, full gear. Uh, I just want to say, you know, before we do full gear, which will close our show, Battle in the Valley looks to be a good card. Uh, Jay White, Ishii, Okada, Buddy Matthews. I don't. I truly don't remember the rest of the card. Osprey. Osprey. The rest Osprey. of the, I'll just read it real quickly. Osprey, Ren, Narita, Connors, Ooh. and Fredericks versus Cobb and TJP. Um, Coglin, Zane, Finley, Rosser, and Romero versus Team Filthy. Um, Brody King and Chris Dickinson versus Bateman and Mysterio. I wonder if we'll have any Ring of Honor people show up. Um, uh, Moose versus Juice. Josh oh. Alexander versus Yuya Imora. Which that could be really That's a good show. It's a good show. It's a good show. Easily a good show. This should have a lot of uh under the radar matches that you know deliver. So that should be a good show. It's just a shame that it's going head to head with AEW full gear. And that's how we transition into the final topic of the day. AEW full gear doing their show out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. It was originally supposed to be last saturday it was yesterday supposed to be yesterday mm-hmm. but because of a ufc event they pushed it to the next week um, they knew i had work yesterday and they said you know what we'll move it to the next week when you can watch it live and i was like ha, thanks tony they're feeling for you they're feeling for you they're doing the best to be a part of it all so let us preview this jam-packed card i don't think there is a single match on this card that i am not invested in now that i'm looking at it well, let's there go. is one for me, but we'll get to that. <laughs> Probably imagine what that is. Um, AEW World Title Match: Kenny Omega versus Adam Page. Will it happen, <sighs> Scotty? You just, will it happen? You just absolutely messed up my brain because I never hear Adam Page. I always hear Hangman Page. And when you said Adam, I was about to go, and then I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> Adam it. Page. Uh, I think this has to be it. Yeah. I think. AEW is smart enough where you don't pull swerves here. You don't, you don't uh, not deliver on a, it's, it's a promise without being a promise. They have built hangman and page up since the moment they had their introductory, uh, whatever press conference. I was going to say when hangman, the moment an age when they reveal the AEW logo and they had pages phone. Hangman page said I would be the first AEW world champion. That didn't happen. He failed in the match is what it is. He moved on. The story they have developed here has been one of the best in wrestling in a very long time. It's been a story of you have to follow closely, but if you are, it's great. It is, it is long-term storytelling at its best. And him facing Omega in the main event of the show where they faced off last last year, this is everything you want in a pro wrestling main event. Again, like you want them to come out of it better than they were, but more than anything, Hangman Page, your new AEW world champion, and do not listen to what Louis Dan Gore said about, no, we're not doing that. This is Hangman Page's time. I say you give him a nice... 150 a 200 day reign then he can lose the title but it's about this moment everything is about this moment um sorry i just i just have to update the uh the text here uh um uh what what if what if his colors i guess this 
Yeah, I guess this works. Um, yeah, no, I, I think I, I think the it is a, a dead ringer that this match is going to have uh, Hangman Adam Page win this. I, I think you know I think like WWE brain makes you think like oh they'll go for the heat, which is Kenny Omega winning it. But I think it, this is one of those matches uh, where um, it is worse to have it is the it's a bad idea not even like don't do, do it for heat it's like it's a bad idea to have hangman lose so i think it's a certified lock that hangman has to win here the mm-hmm. question is will the match be great uh i don't remember what i thought about for last year's match i, thought, I think i thought last year's match was like pretty good but it felt like they were like leaving something so i felt like this match is obviously they're gonna put everything out on the line i think this match has to be this match has to be great uh, I think Kenny Omega obviously is someone that can make it great. Um, I think Hangman Adam Page, uh, like like I said, I think it, he has to have a great match to really start off this thing. Um, it's very much like a, a Naito feeling with Hangman Adam Page, where it's like he has to deliver, he has to win, all these things have to happen, uh, and if they don't happen, then... Oof, that would be a bad idea. So I, I, I think it's a certified lock. I have all the confidence this delivers. Yeah. I don't think he's ever hit the buckshot lariat on Omega. No. So they've saved that moment for this. Or at least... Uh, or or does he kick out? Does he kick out of the one-winged oh. angel? No. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't I do don't it. Think, I don't think it's necessary. I think if you do it, you do it the way Okada did it with the foot on the rope. Yes. I I think that would be the best thing to do. I don't think you get him because let's be honest. Hangman is not on an Okada level or even an Ibushi level. Let's be honest. Hangman can easily, though, get his foot or his hand on the yeah. bottom rope and i think that would be a great i think that'd be a huge ass pop i think it's got to be a moment you have in the match i think this match has got to be great i think hangman's obviously gonna win it um and so one of those matches where you can't do a lot of preview because it just feels so much like a lock but all i know is yeah. that i'm super excited for it uh AEW women's world title match dr Britt baker dmd defending her title against ty conti well we found the match that i have no connection to really um and it's sad for me because, you know, I'm a big proponent. Women's wrestling is great. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh, I don't like this feud at mm. all. It's It hasn't really been a feud to me. Like the other day when Thunder Rosa ran down to the ring, I was like, oh, here we go. And then I'm like, oh, wait, we're not doing Brit versus Thunder Rosa. We're not doing that. We're doing Thunder Rosa versus Jamie Hayter, which should be great, by the way. And I'm really excited for that match. By the way, I'm happy that Ty Conchi has a big match. I'm very happy because I think she deserves this. You know, she's not going to win the title, but it's a good title match for her. Mm-hmm. I just have a tough time getting excited for a Britt Baker match where I don't think the opponent is going to elevate or be safe enough for this to be a good match. If that makes sense, and I think Ty Conchi's good. But I don't think she's at the point where, you know, Chris Statlander Britt had a great match. I don't know if Ty Conchie's even at the Chris Statlander level yet. But I think going in with the lower expectations, 
I could be happily surprised with what happens. And that's, you know, sometimes better than going in with high expectations. Yeah, I think I can agree with that. Is that our big concern has always been in regards to Britt Baker is that Britt is not necessarily someone that's going to elevate someone. But if there's someone that is better than Britt Baker, then Britt can elevate to that level. Mm. Um, The question is, where is Ty Conti? Where is she in her training? Where is she in her skill? She's definitely way better than she was at the Performance Center. She's gotten better and better as the months go on. So mm-hmm. I think I'm going to expect a really good match here. That's my expectation. My, my, what's your, let me ask this. What is your star f- ceiling and floor? What do you think the range ceiling? is? Yeah. Three and a half. And what's the floor? One. It just, it just devolves into. Bad. Like I could see it get, I could see it be very choppy very choppy which i'm hoping it's not and i think three and a half might be even a little too high uh <laughs> i think three and a half I, is feasible i think it, i think if, yeah i have a really good match i think if they hit it on all cylinders there's no choppiness and they just you know have a solid match we get to that but i'm very worried <laughs> i won't lie to you just because i don't i i it feels like a dynamite defense yeah like ty conchi hasn't mattered on tv i think that's the bigger enough i think that's the big issue is how the women's division is is that if you're just watching dynamite and rampage you're like okay cool ty conti yeah sure and you're like you're not like super jazzed i mean to be fair i guess um, that we still have a dynamite and a rampage before full gear. So who the hell knows? Mm-hmm. You know, we're reviewing this before two the actual go home shows. So they could easily ramp it up even further. Uh, and that six man can show us uh, more confidence in Ty Conti. But oh, I think I just remembered Reba's wrestling. <laughs> she's, I think, 100% eating that pin. Um, yeah, but I mean, I'm intrigued. To see it, I think, and I think also, uh, Britt Baker is suffering uh, from the Britt Baker Championship reign is suffering from the. Uh, Let's get to Thunder Rosa already. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I, th- I think that's like, the issue. That pop was great the other day when her music hit, and like, because it felt like that was the rivalry, because it is the rivalry, and I understand why they're holding off, but uh, they haven't gave me anything to enjoy during that time like i didn't think the brit versus ruby soho match was very good and ruby soho is better than tai Conchi. so that's why i'm worried mm, i get i get where you're coming from i completely get where you're coming from well i guess we'll only be able to find out i think i think they the can. feud is strictly based off Anna J, so that's also a problem yeah um which we know you hate because you know jungle boy <laughs> Jungle, Jungle Man, have you seen that beard? Uh, Jungle Man. Uh, AEW World Tag Team Title Match, Lucha Brothers, Pentens, L Zero, Miedo, and Ray Phoenix. Defending the titles against the AAA Tag Team Champions, Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood. I believe or, you or as, meant to say that is the greatest Lucha Tag Team of all time. No, what I actually meant to like say to is what Dax Hardwood's name is on the AEW action figure packaging. Dax Hardwood. Hardwood. 
Yeah, I thought that was his name for about four weeks. Oh, yeah. Many people did. I think this match has all the potential to be really good. I I think this potential to be a great match. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I think they left so many things uh, open in their first match. Like, they, of course, they meant to do that. Like, I don't think they did nearly half of what they could. Yeah. Uh, The Lucha Brothers. To me, probably the best tag team right now in wrestling. For me, most enjoyable in terms of just like what they deliver time and time again. You know, Phoenix is psychotic. Penta is Penta. I don't like Penta's just a different being all around. Uh, and then there's FTR, who, you know, some do think is the best tag team in wrestling as well. Yeah. Two different styles. But we've seen FTR have a great match against someone with their type of style, not the just high flying. You know, they had a great match with the Young Bucks a year ago at Full mm-hmm. Gear. Uh, LAX. And they, LAX. Well, yeah, I forgot they even feuded because that was such a weird feud. Um, but even going back past, you know, AW time, they had a match with DIY, which, I mean, that was amazing. A match with American Alpha. Like, FTR has a good resume of great tag team matches against great teams. Mm -hmm. Feels like this is going to be another one. Yeah. I I think uh, they are good, uh, a good base to have in any sort of wrestling match. And then you sprinkle on top of that one of the best tag teams in the world right now today. Um, Mm -hmm. the, the, the The recipe only makes a good meal, right? It's, it's going to be great. Uh, you know, styles makes fights, you know, that's the whole, I am hungry. Thanks for asking. Yeah. When I said, when I said the recipe makes the meal for some reason, I pictured spaghetti. I don't know why. (laughs) I don't, I legit don't know why I pictured spaghetti. Oh, by the way, Lucha Bros win. Uh, and Britt Baker wins also. We never actually like said that. I think we're just literally previewing the show. We're not even predicting. Yes. Uh, but I feel like a lot of these are like, yeah lucha what so lucha bros win and then eventually challenge ftr in in mexico for the triple a tag team titles and then win those back probably that would make sense will we ever see that yeah they could do it at a triple mania regia or whatever the hell's called wherever that whatever that kenny omega el hijo vikingo match is happening yeah which is airing live i heard um ft maybe that's what it is ftr is the spaghetti of wrestling they're exactly what you need at any given moment ftr interesting spaghetti ftr i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna let that i'm gonna let that season i'm gonna let that idea season i don't know if it's i don't know if it's perfect yet but i'm just gonna think about it mjf versus darby allen singles match um nope this is definitely the match that i meant uh, there was two matches on the show. You are not have. invested in this match? No. Why not? I'm so uninvested in MJF mm. right now. Mm. I just, I don't, I wish I could care because, like, I guess he's good at promo, yada, yada, yada. The pillar stuff is like nauseating to me. The other day when he said that this company couldn't do anything without us, I legitimately laughed out loud. I was like, yeah, okay. If this company didn't have MJF and Darby Allen, whatever would they do? Uh, I will say I like their brawl. 
I like their brawl a lot. I thought that was a good way to build it. Yes. And I really liked, uh, randomly, I really liked MJF's match with Sammy Guevara a few months back. Like, I thought that was one of his best matches. So I'm not saying I'm, like, totally out on it. But when you look at the rest of the card, you look at the stories that are going on on AEW television, this is very much, you know, towards the bottom of the totem pole for me. Oh, never mind. I like this match so much more than the 10-man tag that I just remembered. Oh, never mind. Oh, I was about to say. What are they doing to me? I think... I think what you're also kind of alluding to is I think what most people feel about MJF in that is that we are still, I'll say it, rebuilding MJF after the Chris Jericho inner circle stuff. Yeah, I think I'm still trying to recover from that. Yeah. Personally. I, I'm in the same boat. I, I, I don't <laughs> think... Sometimes when AEW does long-term storytelling what they do like they'll do long-term storytelling in the sense of adam page right and doing these three-year-long thing but sometime a long-term storytelling in AEW is just a year-long thing where we're doing the same thing every year every single week forever um and they just can't think of something new or exciting angle which is pretty much the inner circle as a whole Inner Circle was that. Uh, FTW versus Darby was that. You know, every single week it was like we'll have Sting come out and talk, and then Taz went her up. Sting. Yeah, we'll I started do... to get so annoyed by hearing it's Sting. Yeah, it, it's and so I think collectively we're trying to rebuild MJF in a weird way, and I think the Darby match can do it. I think I'm interested. I think what the more interesting for me to me about this match is that I'm interested to see what the two of them can do together in a match. Mm, you know, it was kind of like, it was kind of like the Darby Sammy match where it's like, I'm intrigued about what this match could be or what could it look like. And that's really mm. what's selling me on what this match will be. Yeah. that That's very fair. That's very fair. I'm a, I'm in agreement. Uh, by the way, winner MJF. He lost the Jericho match. I feel like this. I feel like he needs to win way more than Darby probably needs to. Darby can lose and not lose anything. Can M- MJF lose again? Can MJF lose because of Ward Wardlow? I feel like we're not there yet, though. I feel like story wise, storyline wise, we're not there yet. Um, I'm gonna say Darby wins it. I'm gonna say Darby wins this match. I'm just, uh, I feel like Darby has good momentum behind him. And then maybe he can be an eventual challenger for something down the line. Ooh, yeah. Because if MJF wins it, then what are we going to do with MJF moving forward? And it's not going to be TNT title. Uh, up until... oh, those few would probably go on for another couple of weeks. That's, po- that's probably true. Feels um, like the MJF way. That's true. Uh, six man tag team falls count anywhere match jungle boy luchasaurus and christian cage to uh taking on adam cole matt and nick jackson super click ah this is gonna be great it's just gonna be so ridiculous it's gonna be so much fun adam cole you know over like rover uh the young bucks i'm just happy they combined it 
I was worried they were going to do a singles on a tag. And I was like, I do not want to watch Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus the Young Bucks again. I just don't. No part of me wants to see that again. And I mean, Christian and Adam Cole is a good match, but you can just you can just put that on TV. Uh, super Click, you know, not Super Click. Yeah, Super Click. That's what they're called. I'm very excited to see the crazy shit they do. Because they're going to do some the Young Bucks are going to do some nuts. Jungle Boy is probably going to do something nuts. They've, we've seen it already. You know, Jungle Boy getting tossed through the table. They're doing the splash off the stage. Uh, they did a concerto on Cole. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to, you know, go here. Uh, I saw someone call it a PWG uh, spot fest, potentially, probably. I mean, it feels like a potential match for that, and I'm okay with that. Because some these this is the type of match you want to put in the middle of your show or opening the show, yeah, to get the crowd hot, yeah, yeah, be fun and super click by the way. No, yeah, I I am very intrigued to see what this match is going to look like. I'm very intrigued to see how Christian is in this match more so. Yeah, because he's else. not a spot fest type of guy. No, which is funny because he was in all the TLC matches, but he's not. No, the, the fact I could see this match being a super spot fest, but Christian being in it is going to be a interesting dynamic to say the least. Mm. I think um, I'll say it for the love of God, have Jungle Boy win this match and be the one that pins somebody, please, for the love of God. <laughs> I'm going to say I, we got super to. click can definitely lose. I, they probably should lose. Yeah, honestly, I think they should. Uh, I think this would be a perfect match to give Jungle Boy a pin. Yes. And he should pin a young buck, not Adam Cole. Yes. Super easy to do. Super easy to do. So let's just do it. Let's do it. And then give him a singles win after that. Why not we? No, 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 no. That's not how this works. That's not how this works, Ryan. You can't ask for that much. CM Punk taking on Eddie Kingston. Boy, inject that promo battle into my veins, right? Uh, if there's like anything that you know you have high expectations for and it delivers and then somehow over delivers, it's this. Yeah, it's just it's this. Yeah. Ah man. I I love these two. Eddie Kingston brought out the CM Punk people were waiting for yep he brought out the other side of cm punk eddie kingston on the other hand is just hitting on all cylinders right now his match with danielson was the launching point to this you know you know the little lead up of danielson saying i don't want your laziness i want the best Kingston, which is kind of what Punk is talking about now. Mm-hmm. In that feud, the promo battle, it sold the match. It sold us a match we were already sold on, if that makes sense. That's how good of a sales pitch these two had on Rampage. I cannot wait for this match. CM Punk's chest is going to be a bloody red mess. Eddie Kingston is going to you know, face the wrath of, I think, maybe the best version of Punk we have seen, which is saying a lot because I don't think we've seen a bad version of Punk. Mm-hmm. 
this has a chance to steal the show because I, I think when it comes to the match itself, people don't have as high expectations as they did for the promo stuff. But these two can go. These two can tell a story. These two are old-fashioned in a lot of ways. So this should be great. Totally, 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 totally. I, I think the CM Punk is – we're going to get the best CM Punk match probably in this yeah, company. Um, and the Kingston's great. It definitely felt like they were building up to a Punk Danielson versus Mox and Kingston. Yeah. Uh, that The storylines all converge quite nicely. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's what they were leaning towards. Uh, but obviously, you know, things happen. Um, I think we could get multiple – uh kingston punk matches now yeah or the very least more kingston danielson matches you know or yeah i would definitely not say no to that or maybe (laughs) or maybe you get uh you know kingston gets a tag team partner that isn't mox you know we introduce a third person into the this this group and maybe that's darby maybe Mm, maybe no no they darby and punk have things so maybe kingston ain't getting booed anytime soon so it's not even like he's heel Kingston was getting booze. What are you talking about? Kingston Kingston turned around by telling the crowd, hey, yeah, no one wants punk here. Well, <laughs> Get out. Well, yeah, he was getting cheered big mm-hmm. time. And then he said the thing about punk, and they were like, all right, time out. No, 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 no. Kingston but knows like, how to turn it. Kingston knows I don't how to know. turn the crowd. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's um, it's not heel versus baby face. It's just two dudes going at it in what should be a great wrestling match. I can't wait. Hopefully they have one more little promo battle or, you know, video to yeah. get this hyped up because I just want more of it. Yeah. I, I Yeah, let's do another promo or something because just get even more insane with it. Uh, Ten-man tag team street fight, the inner Fuck circle. this match. Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, Sammy Guevara, Santana, and Ortiz taking on the selected team from America Top Team. Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, Junior Dos Santos, Andrea Erlowski, and of course, Dan Lambert. Any thoughts, Scotty? Who cares? Like, who cares about this match? Who cares about American Top Team? Who cares about Inner Circle? I can tell you the answer. Not me. I do not want to watch this match. I do not care about this match. I have not cared about any of this feud. I have not cared about America top team since the moment Dan Lambert stepped in AEW. I remember Lance Archer beat him up and that was it. And then we just acted like Lance Archer never did anything. Where is uh, Lance, by the way? Is he, so- he landed on his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. uh, It should be fine, he said, but, you know, probably giving him some time off. Uh, I don't care about this. I would have been, this match would be 10 times more exciting if they put Paige Van Zant in the match. And no, it's not because of her looks. It's because she would actually probably kick their asses and that would have been awesome. Uh, There's definitely going to be a moment in this match where Paige Van Zant just beats the oh, crap yeah, She's out of punching Christian Jericho. Though. It's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, I just, I don't care. I mean, Inner Circle wins probably because they didn't win the last time. They lost to Paige Scorpio and Junior Dos Santos. So I guess they probably win here. The issue with Inner Circle is that they should have ended when like the Inner Circle. Ago. They should have they ended. They should have ended. It's just it's yeah. so useless. I don't know why Jake Hager's here. He did something like Popeye the other day that I wanted to just shut my TV off and move on. Like <laughs> there's AW <laughs> so lucky. 
was listening to a podcast and they said that like the when <laughs> Jake Hager did the semi uh not the the Popeye bit, they were like I feel like that's probably racist. <laughs> like, like I, it, I don't know if it is, but it felt racist. Felt it. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't care about any of this. I want Santana Ortiz to just run away from the inner circle and never talk about them again because they have been wasted for. When did they sign at All Out? The first All Out. Yeah, they've been wasted since then, pretty much. So, I'm done. I'm done with the inner circle. Just please stop. I think the inner circle has lived out, outstayed its welcome. Mm. I think that's what we're overstayed really its welcome. Overstate, thank you. Overstayed its welcome. I think that's what we're really talking about. I feel like American Top Team is going to win this match. Um, I think Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page need something. I kind of like the american top team angle um i'm not gonna say anything but i kind of like it i think it's kind of good good old school interesting i think you just got canceled by me (laughs) first first it was uh uh, what was it um it was yo (laughs) first it was yo then it was the Koguma. Koguma. The attack Koguma. And, and now you're liking America Top Team. Here's my comparison of what I envision America Top Team as. They're the Baron Corbin of AEW to me. It is the most unbelievably bad part of my television show every week. And I guess that's because everything else on AEW is like really good for me. So like, I just don't care about this guy that likes to yell and then get called a stupid face dipshit or whatever the fuck he gets called. Like to me, it's just all childish every single week. And I just don't, I don't care. Like what Lambert was trying to do originally of being, you know, this heel guy that hates wrestling. Great. But they, just oh i i hate it but you like it so you know what you can just talk about it we can move on i like the american top team aspect of it i don't like that it's american top team versus inner circle aspect because like i said inner circle is outstanding i think inner circle is the weak part in this rivalry does that does that make sense to you the inner circle is like the weak part of aw right now so yeah that makes sense i i think i think the inner circle is the weak part of this rivalry and i and more interested i like the idea of american top team i'm more interested in seeing them against other people i seeing like see how they w- interact with other aspects like maybe like they are some sad i want to see them interact with jungle boy and luchasaurus i want to see that that's what i want to see oh really i want to see them never be on my tv again <laughs> which is very interesting uh you know it's sad the last wrestling show i went to which was a long time ago, was when the inner circle officially formed. There we go. And DC, right? No, they. that's when Jake Hager debuted. Mm. And it was the next week where we're like, we're the inner circle. Yeah, yeah. And that's when I was there. Hey. Yeah. And now here you are. <laughs> and now here I am. I, was, I want them to just be gone. Yeah. They've, yeah, It's it's been rough. AEW. Well, because th- they don't need each other anymore. They don't. They don't. <laughs> they really don't. And it, that's the most frustrating aspect is that they don't. The whole point of the group was to feud with the elite. Yeah. I don't know if they know this anymore, but that elite 
has been completely morphed <laughs> since then. Like Hangman's left, Cody just kind of scooted out, mm-hmm. and then they had that match with Matt Hardy in it. <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're not. They're not. They need to figure out something else, and I think either some uh, changes in the in the group. You know, some faction swapping or you know, not swapping, but faction uh, changes or just just completely dismantle the group or something. I don't, I don't know. Anyways, AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament Finals this is the one last thing. Brian Danielson taking on Miro. Obviously, you know, as we said before at the top of the show, this match more than likely would have been Brian Danielson versus Moxley, but due to uh, him focusing on his uh, alcoholic um tendencies i guess um it's now we officially get we fly in miro to beat up and defeat orange cassidy and now we're gonna get miro versus brian danielson miro is one of the best characters in all of aew right now and brian danielson is one of the best match workers in all of aew right now i fully expect this match to be amazing yeah. The problem is that this match cannot be better than the world title match. Huh, yeah. Tell Danielson that. That's yeah. not that's not part of his uh current <laughs> mission. It's funny. I have an article actually coming out in like 17 minutes about Danielson, uh like his return and like how everything he does is just him trying to prove something to like no one ever questioned if he was the best. Mhm. But like it's, it feels like he heard enough people say he wasn't anymore, and now he's like angry, and it's just doing everything in his power to remind people. Listen, I can have a great match with Anthony Bowens, okay, buddy. I can have a great match with literally anyone. So give me, give me, give me somebody. Give me Fuego. We're gonna have a four star classic. We well, we got, uh, we got Rocky Romero this week, which should be very fun. Uh, but this match is going to be so good. Yeah. Like, I'm not this massive Miro fan when it comes to his in-ring work. I think his promo work is amazing. Don't get me wrong. But Miro can go. Yeah. I think Miro can go when the opponent's right. And this, I don't think I don't think Danielson's not going to be right for him. I think Danielson's right for everyone. He changes his style for everyone. Uh, I like the idea of Miro winning here. Mm. I I like that idea. I think having Danielson and CM Punk be undefeated forever isn't necessarily a need for mm-hmm. AEW. Mm-hmm. They don't need to be undefeated. They're, I mean, Danielson more makes sense being undefeated, I think, than CM Punk, if that makes sense. Yes. Because he wants to be the best wrestler in the world, and the best wrestler in the world wants to win at all costs, and not all costs, but he wants to win in all these different ways and show that he can beat anyone in any way. Mm-hmm. But I think giving Miro that win, making him the first challenger for Hangman Page, not a bad first feud for the Hangman if he wins the title. But, I mean, Brian Danielson in another big match. I mean, come on now. Who says no to that? Who says no? Yeah, it should be stated that since we, the entire world... I always thought Mox was beating him. Mox would have beaten Danielson? I always thought that. 
Because I thought I thought Mox, Mox was going to heal. Too. Yeah. Yes. Against. Yeah. By the way, Mox is never going to be heal again. Yeah, they have to delay that because that's going to be. Hard They're going to have to delay that big time. If any, the I mean, when he comes back, if anyone's going to be able to do it, it's Mox. Yeah. But you're but right. they're gonna have to put a hold on that. He's not gonna just like walk back in and be like taking out Hangman Pit. Well, that actually be pretty good if he did that. That actually be pretty sick. Uh, I mean, I guess you could do that, but I feel like people are gonna want to cheer him no matter what. Um, Adam Page yeah. versus John Moxley would have been, probably been a great idea because then you could do like yeah. the Winter's Coming gimmick again, and then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, now it's Kenny Omega's in it, and he's. You know, you know, you know what I mean? It's, like last year, the year's... roles were sw- flipped in yeah. a sense. Yeah. So it like fate has course corrected in a way. Um, but now that it's not, do we? Would you rather see Page versus Danielson or Page versus Miro? I mean, would I rather see Page versus Danielson just as a wrestling aspect? Yeah. Yeah. But I think the story. I think Miro and Hangman could have a good story because Hangman, not Hangman, Miro is, you know, this destroyer, this unbeatable force. He just beat Brian Danielson. That means Hangman Page's title reign is going to come to an end short, quick, instantly. And then I think, you know, the way you can build it up is he can actually win with the Deadeye. Because you know they're they're telling that story of Miro's oh, neck, yeah, and you can actually have Hangman win with the Dead Eye to further that story. Because I think that's a very good like little thing with Miro. Like he's this unbeatable force, but but if you attack his neck, there's Achilles, his, head, his Achilles heel, <laughs> yeah, which you know should be the Achilles heel for like anyone because ow. But <laughs> I think if you had if you built that story like. Miro can't lose via buckshot lariat, but if you hit the dead eye, hmm, like that's your last line of defense of yeah. sorts. Yeah, and then he has to he, he has to pick up the gargantuan mass that is Miro, the massive mass of Miro, if you will. Mm. I like the dead eye too. So the dead eye will be a great spot. You know, I actually really like that idea. I I do think the obvious. I mean, that maybe we, that's not even a conversation. The sexier match is Danielson match. But I like the idea of <laughs> it is. I, I'm intrigued by it. I'm intrigued. Like I could see them going of Danielson winning and then going Danielson versus uh, Page. I mean, obviously, because you know who wouldn't want to book that. But Miro is very intriguing. Miro is very intriguing, and then you can have him lose again and have Page do a match. Like I, like I, I think that a good idea is to, to have Danielson win it, just so that the first title defense is a great match that Page wins. And like you know, but then yeah. you don't have Danielson beating Page down the line potentially, which is also maybe something you want to do because you don't want to put the title on Danielson just yet. I think great story over great match for the first is best, unless the great match wasn't Danielson. I think you want to leave that open. If the if, if the if the great match of Danielson and Page was happening at a pay per view, I would have maybe said that. But right. since it's I, for television, I don't think you. I understand AEW gives away a lot of matches because of their TV deal. They don't give away matches, but like they put them on TV. They don't yeah. put them all on Hangman versus Danielson. I don't think is one you do on TV. We say that, but they also did Omega versus Danielson on TV. <laughs> you know, well, this is true. But that, but that was, was like their biggest show ever, to yeah. be fair, and like, not a title match capacity. So and not it's, a title it's match, so. different, right? Like they still have 
Kenny versus Danielson in their back pocket because that wasn't a title match. There wasn't a winner. So, like, they they know what they're doing. Yeah, you're right. They know what they're doing. All right. Well, that is it for the show. We've been going for almost two and a half hours. Uh, I have a headache, so I'm happy this is over. <laughs> we uh, we could have easily gone Battle of the Valley longer if we did a three hour show, but we're not not there yet. We're not we're not flagship material yet. Well, no. But good news. Next week we get to review both. We'll review both. We'll review Battle in the Valley. We'll review All Out. And well, I don't know how the hell I'm going to watch Battle in the Valley before this recording, but I'm going to do my best. I don't know either. We'll figure it out, I guess. Probably just toss in the last couple matches and call it a day. Yeah. I mean, we'll probably also talk about a little bit maybe of the winner of the GCW NGI 6. And then preview Survivor Series, maybe an impact turning point. Ooh, baby. All right, we'll definitely uh, preview Survivor Series. I don't know about turning point. Dude, impact's have... in the doghouse for me. So, That's fair. and I'm really upset that Ring of Honor, you know, just got up and left because, ugh, I just, ugh, don't. Impact still has a sour taste in my mouth. Well, at the end of the show time for plugs and instead of matches of the week it's the end of the month matches of the month scotty you could have you know told me that <laughs> before i didn't don't worry i'll, I'll i can stall for you because I, I, that's for the plan uh no, scotty and i've been doing this thing where we've been trying to watch the most matches in the year and scotty's like super winning so the current score at the end of october is scotty has seen uh 2566 matches uh, and That's I too many. and I have seen <laughs> 2,185. Uh, I was able to watch in the month of October 291 matches from October, and Scotty watched 258. So I watched more matches than him in that month. Uh, but like I said, Scotty is still beating me overall, which I don't like. It's a difference of 381 matches. Uh, I saw 17 different promotions. Scotty saw 14. It was a light month for Scotty. Um, com- coming down, I had so many different promotions in there, and then I was like, I don't feel like watching. This. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But you're, it was a light month for you. But you're starting to uh, uh, probably pick up a little bit. But I'm catching yeah, up. I'm That's my goal. Sure. My goal is to catch up. I don't know if I will be able to do it. But if uh, you can pick up 300 matches in two months, then bravo. I did the, I ran the math. I have the numbers. Basically, I need to watch nearly 400 matches in one month for the next three months, for the next two months. Oh, my God. Ba- it's, it's based off of the average number of matches you see every month, plus, you know, what I have and, you know, all that. You know, what is I'll, I'll, how many matches I need left to win and then plus your average matches. I need to see basically 384 matches in one month. I don't even know if this 384 match is worth seeing in one month. <laughs> well, we'll find out. Uh, we'll find out. Uh, and it's the end of the year. This is when everything stops. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, well, I'm going to say this. That would this be part of my plugs. Is that tonight. This poor mofo is going to watch so much Tag League. <laughs> tonight, actually, I am going, Jesse and I are going to Championship Wrestling from Atlanta. I promise you I will not be watching that. So have fun. <laughs> yeah baby it's got um uh what were some of the matches announced um it has 
uh, Alan Angels versus uh, Effie. I'm gonna look this up. The Carl Fred wow. Carl Fredericks versus AC Mac. Wow, interesting. That one legitimately, I'm super excited. I'm legitimately <laughs> excited. AC Mac is. Is this your first wrestling event since COVID? When? Wow, that's yeah. exciting then. Uh, well, no, I take that back. Uh, because we went to, um, uh, we went to what's it called? Uh, what is it freaking called? Um, collective. Uh, Mikey, uh, and uh, I and Zach went to the collective. Uh, during the pandemic. Uh, how was that show? Uh, it was good. It was uh, well. We went. To, we saw a bunch of shows. So it was you know. So a, a lot. Well, that is what the collective is. Um, I'm trying to load up this card. Um, uh, uh my girl Rekka Tahaka is gonna be there, so you know it's gonna be great. Um, let's see, what do we got here? Doc Gallows is gonna be there. <laughs> it is not getting better. <laughs> I'm excited for it. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. You know. Decent to good wrestling. Shane Mercer will be there. That's pretty okay. cool. I'm excited for Shane. That's Mercer. the guy that almost killed someone. Marie- Didn't actually, but like it was terrifying. Savannah Evans versus Marina Shafir. Um, Baron Black versus Lord Crew, which is sort of a uh, storyline match that they've been doing. Brecca Tahaka versus Heather Monroe. AC Mack versus Carl Fredericks. Uh, Alan Angels. Danny Jordan. <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm not excited about this match. Danny Jordan versus Marty Bell. Anyways. So that's my plugs. Is I'm gonna be there live at Championship Wrestling from Atlanta. So I'm excited to see it. I'm actually there are a lot of stuff in there that I'm very excited to see. I'm very excited to see some more live wrestling. Uh, I complain all the, in the Slack all the time that there's no like live wrestling in Atlanta for a long time. And as soon as AEW comes back to Georgia, they go to Duluth of all places, which is like an hour and a half away from me. And also on a Wednesday where I get off at work at 7 p.m. So I can't go to that show. I'm super mad about it. But um, well, I can go to the championship good. wrestling from Atlanta tonight. I like that you did the spin thing again. The uh, macho man spin that has never ended well you get to see rika tahaka so yeah i get, I get to see my girl rika tahaka and you know that we like rika rika's cool rika's great so mike uh I I, to be fair i did not know she was your girl but good for you she's my girl <laughs> um sure so scotty do you have any matches for you to uh recommend from this past month yeah yeah i do i i put it together uh, I couldn't figure out the month for a second. Couldn't fr- remember what number of month I was looking at. Figured out 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I learned that the highest rated match of my month, my month, this month, this past month that I had on my list was for Pro Wrestling Noah, and I got shell-shocked. I got absolutely rattled here. Um, it was Katsuhiko Nakajima versus Kino. I thought that match was tremendous. There was a lot of kicking. I like kicking. Uh, they beat the shit out of each other, truthfully. like I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Uh, the second match, Wrestle Princess 2, Mio Yamashita versus Maki Ito. Watch that. And the third match, which I did not think was going to go this low on the list, AW World Title Eliminator Tournament 
Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston. Very Check nice. Those three out. A little little change up all around. You know, a lot of a lot of different wrestling here. And you know, when you watch as many matches as I watch that, you know, Ryan said, because I don't know the number at all. Uh you find a lot of fun in all of that. You also find a lot of bad. So <laughs> it's those matches that I said that really make it all worth it in the end. Uh, but yeah, definitely check those out. Follow me at Scott E wrestling on Twitter. And that is all my plugs. Follow me on Twitter at Ryan Nightsey. My three matches I'm going to recommend for the month of October. If you have not seen them, definitely go out of your way to watch it. But I would not be surprised if the audience listening to the show have already seen it. Because my three matches are number three, four and a half stars, Hikaru Shida versus Serena Deeb in the TBS World Title Tournament. First round match there. Also four and a half stars, G1 Climax Night 18, Kazuchika Okada versus Jeff Cobb. I thought that match was outstanding. And finally, number one was from the buy-in, Minoru Suzuki versus Brian Danielson. I thought that match was the best match of the month. It was so good. Uh, it is uh, one. That was my fourth. That match is one of five matches I've rated four and three quarters. Wow! And all of those five matches are AEW matches. There's what a mark. A, what a, there's not well. There's I don't have a sing, I only have three five star matches this year. And two of them are New Japan. One of them is t- NXT, which will never oh, happen again in NXT. I know what it is. I know what that is. Yeah. Well, it can. NXT UK is not gone. It's not. It's not. Well, I don't see Walter anytime soon. And those, well, he's wrestling Cesaro right now on the live shows because they hate us and don't <laughs> like to air good things. They only like to air... NXT 2.0. They want to film. Uh, they want to film all of this content, but never air it anywhere. Yeah, they want to film all this content that's good, and they're just going to air the bad one. Jerks. End the show. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, if you like what you heard, of course, listen to. You can f- watch the show live on Sunday mornings at twitch.tv forward slash countout. YouTube slash Count Out Pod, Facebook, our Count Out Wrestling, Count Out Pod Wrestling Facebook page, and Twitter at Count Out Pod as well. Uh, if you'd like to listen to the audio recording, of course, you can listen to that anytime you get wherever you get podcasts Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, etc., etc., etc. Basically, any app out there. Um, uh, if you, like I said, follow us on Twitter at CountOutPod. Leave a five-star review for Ring Post Radio on Apple Podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. And uh, I think that is it. So for Scotty, I'm Ryan. Have a good rest of your week. Have a good, exciting week of wrestling watching. And until next time, we'll talk to you later from Ring Post Radio. This has been a CountOut Podcast.